podcast this is uh this is your boy old man coin ops i'm here with scum what's up and shadow link hey and uh hey it's movie week we're gonna do a movie this week and this movie is called death machine and holy shit i remember when i was a little kid going to rent vhs cassettes We'll do a whole nother episode about VHS cassettes. Uh, <laughs> you too young to know what the fuck that even is. And uh, I remember the, the cover to it had this like metal hand kind of sticking up out of the bottom. Yeah. And it was looks like, cool. hey, this looks cool. And I remember renting it and I don't remember ever, ever finishing it. I remember getting not that far into it and just being like, this is bullshit. Yeah, you're you're um, not you're not the only one. Like when I bought this on a whim because I saw like a cult cult movie review of it. And I'm like, oh, this is cyberpunk. This looks dope. I bought it. I bought it on eBay in the DVD with the same exact same cover you described. And mm-hmm. I probably got as far as you did as a kid before yeah, I just I like even, nope and put it down. <laughs> yeah, I don't because like at the time there was still other stuff that was pretty good going on. So yeah. to see this, this was kind of like a bunch of steps. This came out in '94. And- yeah, '94. Like, and it, I mean, it, it's after Greece, like Aliens Greece came out in what eighty six, yeah. So like uh, we've already had movies with really good special effects, say, and and even with uh, certain people who worked on a movie like Aliens, like for example, the writer director Stephen Norrington, like he was an effects guy on a whole shit ton of movies like back in the day. Uh, he did that. He did Split Second. He had a stint in like the Jim Henson Creature Shop. So like this guy had a working knowledge of like mechanical practical effects. And this was his first big movie, you know, like he gets to write it and direct it in the whole nine yards. After this, his next big movie was fucking blade, which is great. I mean, I love that movie even now. Like it's just, yeah. it's, it's so over the top. Watch. It's, it's so, so good. good. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it more than anything, I think kicked off, the current trend in comic book movies because it just went for it. Oh, it started. I, it, it, I don't think it started it, but it definitely like saved it because no well, one I think it, it was like yeah. expecting it. Yeah, because I mean, for a real long time before like Disney bought everything up and like Time Warner and all this stuff was like really kind of being corporatized and stitched together and like woven into whatever you think of these things. It was a bigger risk to do a comic book because there were a bunch of them that came out. Like a lot of people don't realize that like one of the more successful like comic book movies was Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. Or, yeah, it was Tom Hanks, right? And uh, Jude Law. Oh, yeah. And that was based on a fucking graphic novel. And it's a beautiful film, you know. Uh, but anyway, point being, this guy did Blade. And then after that, he did this movie that I remember owning. And in fact, watching Death Machine all the way through completes my like viewing of his entire filmography. Because I've seen every other movie he's made. The other one, The Last Minute, had I don't remember a fucking thing about. I remember it being really slick and stylish and like edited, like with a lot of kind of dynamic kind of 
stuff, but I don't remember a sing. I don't remember the plot or any, like when I read up on it, I was like, what was this movie about? I was like, I still don't know what this fucking movie was about. Like, I, I still like feel that way. Now, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. I owned it on DVD. Like it was one of those ones that I picked up for like three bucks at a trade in place. And it, it was oh, like yeah. ubiquitous. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing it. And then he did a movie with a huge budget based on a comic book property that ended both his career and Sean Connery's career. He was the director <laughs> of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, oh, and he and Connery fucking hated each other. Like the only thing I could really find out about what it was like on set was uh, like a story about the guy that play- I can't remember his name. He was the guy that played Jekyll. And there was a scene where they're getting off a Nemo sub and they're walking up this like pier. And the, the main reason Connery hated being there was because like, first of all, he just didn't like anybody anymore. And the weather was like miserable <laughs> and just him and Norrington did just, they did not vibe at all. So, I mean, that's good. This that's fine happening. though. Cause Connery's a dick. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. And he, he was, this was, this was getting to be like way past the end, you know, mm-hmm. like he was way past giving a shit. So he, uh, they do this scene where they're walking from the sub toward the camera on this long pier in the rain. And they get to the end of it. Norrington calls cut and he's like, all right, line it up, do it again. And Connery just fucking snapped. Like, absolutely. They were like, he said things that were unprintable, I think was like to paraphrase what Mm -hmm. this actor said. So I was like, holy shit. So, you know, like, yeah, like I said, this guy did effects on, you know, movies before. And then this was like the entire arc of his career. He did the effects on hardware. Yeah, he did the effects on hardware. Like a bunch of stuff, Mm -hmm. like a bunch of stuff. He had a ton of gigs before this. Aliens, Life Force, The Witches, Split Second. Like, dude's impressive. Like, Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's, I I just, mm. like Blade was great. Blade is great. I'm probably going to watch it when we're done here. (laughs) Other three movies kind of drop off a bit. Like, uh, it's like, when he works with people, I think he's good when he's like, he doesn't have like an editor or somebody telling him no. Well, here's, well here's the other the t- problem is there was too much interference with League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Like, he, yeah, he was yeah, just, yeah. that was a but shit show. Coming back to this movie, though, I think a good, a really interesting positive in it is, unlike his other films, this film is banned in countries such as Sri Lanka, Iran, China, Malaysia, Iraq, and Australia for being too violent. And because of uh, the villain that we'll, who we'll get to, played by De- by Brad Dorif. Mm-hmm. Like they the, just the great Brad Dorf. Oh. Yeah, they just banned it because they like this man is a pervert and we do not want to show a pervert on film. Meanwhile, producers are, you know, but anyway, uh, well, I mean, there's th- now here's the thing that might not have been it for Stephen Norrington because he was attached to a bunch of other projects that are going to huh. blow your fucking mind. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in, in basically order. <laughs> of uh, them getting flushed into development hell or being turned over to another director, uh, Ghost Rider. He was, <laughs> wait, he was signed, he was signed up to be the director. Ghost Rider. Rider. Rider, the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. the skull head. Yeah, that would, that would probably make more sense. Clash of the Titans reboot. Yeah. That was handed over to Louis Leterrier who did like Incredible Hulk and like mm-hmm. fucking, what was it, Transporter movies and stuff. Uh, he was working on and had filmed, I think, some of the reboot of The Crow, which has been in development like fucking Maelstrom for like yeah. five, six, seven years now. I didn't even realize there was like a remake. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. I think I, I think it was something they were like even talking about Jason Momoa or somebody was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I can't remember mm-hmm. anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. Oh. Uh, Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu, which there is a movie coming out that will be part of the MCU, but he wanted to do it. 
through like not as a white dude basically he kind of wanted to do more of like the history and the like legend it's he was kind of setting he was trying to set up an ip he wanted to kind of get in early like with you know the marvel stuff too um and they still wanted him and then this is the one that i'm glad you're all sitting down uh akira the westernized version where he was gonna make (laughs) kaneda and tetsuo literal brothers oh god Oh, oh no. no, that's that's the worst version. Oh. I know about this one. It, yes. So, uh, yeah. No. yeah, he was signed on to do that. He was going to make it like a two-parter or some shit. And it, uh, oh god, oh, they yeah, were going to in, like trip. Manhattan. They were Dying going to sound. bastardize that that movie. They were just going to oh my god. They would have like yeah, they would have left it any meaning that it had mm-hmm. initially. You could hear the booze from a basement the day that was announced. Like. <laughs> It was like, oh my fucking god, they're serious about this. So yeah, and then there was another movie that he had been working on for a real long time that nobody knows until everybody released called The Lost Patrol that I don't know anything about. Why like, does that sound familiar? I think it was like an original thing that he was working on. Lost Patrol. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So anyway, that, that brings us to the movie. The movie opens and we're in the desert, and there's this awesome, awesome, possibly the best shot in the movie panning across the desert to the sign of this diner. And as as the camera pans down the sign, there's there's this painted part of it that says, we welcome careful drivers. And as soon as you can clock those words, it smash cuts to a car on fire. And I was like, OK, OK, I'm ready for this. And then, you know, y- y- the camera pans around. There's more burning shit. There's like dead people on the ground. And then there's like 1980s fucking sheriff's cars with like. Officer Wilford Brimley, I guess, I don't know, aiming his revolver at diabetes or something like (laughs) he just he looked like Brimley. Like there's no not. He did. He totally does. And he's like sitting there with his gun out until like these fucking dudes in black armor show up and they tap him like they don't tap him on the shoulder. He taps him with the barrel of his fucking gun. Oh, shit. I think we saw different cuts of this film. I think we might have. Because the one I saw, it's just we'll I'll, i'm gonna let you keep going i'll you know keep going i'll let you know when my movie starts oh shit okay. i saw oh, huh. different cuts of this film yeah interesting okay so yeah so uh they head toward the diner these these three guys that are in like mm-hmm. fucking chitinous armor this is that's black. when it started it, it mine started it goes from the burning car and it goes to these dudes entering the diner and that's when my movie starts oh shit yeah. so yeah well, they just cut and out then, the sheriff then is they all they do okay. is cut the sheriff yeah Oh, well, that sucks because you missed you missed like you know fucking. <laughs> what about? Yeah. Did you see the uh, the gore in the diner though? Like, I mean, yeah, like kinda... kind of panning through. It, it was like, I mean, it's I watched it's it on YouTube. By the lighting, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, you just know something bad had happened. Yeah, and, like there's bodies you know, everywhere. Yeah, there's no violence. It's just the evidence of violence. It's and implied then you, people got like shot in the head. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punched up, like all oh, kinds yeah. of shit. And you walk in and then then you see like Robo Chad in this bathroom (laughs) just punching holes in some drywall, literally. (laughs) Let me describe this guy because I actually there's I like the costume. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to. It's like this movie's weird. It's like it has a really good visual design to it. And maybe, you know, it shows the, you know, director's special effects background. Like this guy's like has like this headset that expands his like the back of his skull, and he's got like these weird mirror shades that like snap on from the outside. He's got big Space Marine shoulder pa- shoulder pads and black armor, 
in this weird microphone that's almost shaped like the tip of his chin. Yeah. And it's all one piece. Like the glasses and the microphone are all like all connected. And he has like an exoskeleton. Like that kind of looks like the surge. Kind of. Yeah. There you if go. you look up the video game, the surge, like it's that kind of exoskeleton clapped, you know, clamped on armor. Uh-huh. But the guy totally looks like a fucking Chad. Like he's just like <laughs> punching this wall. Like you could just see him like punching this wall, like being fucking toxic as shit. He's like, I can't believe my team didn't win the game. You know, like that kind of shit. That, that kind of energy is going on here. And, and also like, uh, you don't notice it initially, but like, Right next to him, he's punching with his left hand into the wall, about four feet away from another wall that's like, you know, that's where the corner meets. And in that corner, there's a woman cowering next to a toilet. There's no, this toilet is in the open, is my point. And the fact that, like, (laughs) I don't know what's going on, because, like, the guy (laughs) has killed everyone in this diner, and she's just like, ah, and I guess... As we find out later, this makes less sense than you think because of how, like, uh, I don't know. There's like pheromone shit going on in this movie. It's mostly we'll get to it. I'm getting way ahead of myself anyway. So these dudes are there. These three guys in armor are there. They got guns. They're armored the fuck up. And they're they're just like these two dudes raise their gun. And the guy's like, no. And he tells them to put their guns down. And then dude turns around, says something like, help me. And then it just his brain fries and he falls over. And, and uh, I'm like, <laughs> I, what? Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy like face plants, like respects to the actor oh, yeah. who's playing it because like he doesn't like fall down like, oh, I fell. It's like, no, he face plants into the wall and then face goes plants back. into like a shitter door. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, it's yeah, straight there up are, like there are a couple of moments like that in this movie that are like. That actually oh. happened. Like, yeah, someone got okay, hurt. Buddy, yeah, okay, someone buddy. got smashed someone in the face. The, they, I think, they used one of them in the movie, and, and they turned it into one of the better scenes at the end. Like, I'll we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I guess they they zip this dude up somehow. They easily drag him out, and they like zip him up, even though he has to weigh like 300, 400, 500 pounds. And they they him and the sheriff have an exchange, and the one armored officer. Oh yeah, when he takes his helmet off, he's got this big fucking beard. And I did not expect that. I expected this like <laughs> clean faced, you know, whatever going on. But no, it was just like someone's uncle. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know who played him is the same is the pervert from Hardware. Mm. Same actor. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. Make, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. How that works, huh? Yep. <sighs> Small world. Oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, so he tells the sheriff, he's like, keep this under wraps. And then like, oh, I didn't get that scene. Control? Okay, yeah. So he he tells well, him to keep it under wraps. They talk about how he uh, is, about how he glitched out, right? Or yeah, all it? this, yeah. the whole scene, the whole fact that everyone in the diner was killed, everything. He's like, you're gonna keep this quiet, right? You know, like yeah, yeah. like that would happen. Like someone shoots up a fucking like Waffle House, and then you're just like, yo, keep this kind of quiet. Yeah. yeah, like what? No, America, yeah, no, that's uh... <laughs> smash cut to the the woman that was in the corner under Punchy McPunchbot, and like she's talking to the news, like, yeah, it was crazy. There was this fucking thing there, and it was just punching <laughs> shit up, killing everybody. Like it's on the news, and then smash cut to this like lady being escorted by the cops, who is uh, the actress. Um, Ellie Pouget. She has been in a bunch of shit. She was in mm-hmm. uh, Lawnmower Man 2. Like I was, I was talking before we started recording about how like um, I just know her from things. And I thought she was in like a Friday the 13th or something like that. But no, she was in like tons of TV shows, Michael Mann TV movies. 
episodes of like CSI. She's still acting. And um, she's like putting in the, some of the best shit in this movie, her and uh, we'll get to Brad Dorif in a moment, but like, they're the only ones really acting in this movie at all. Yep. Yeah. At all. 100%. Um, it's not to say that they're the only ones trying, but they are definitely the only ones. Acting. Convincingly. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, her name is uh, Hayden Kale, who will be referred to as Kale for the rest of this. And uh, she's being escorted by the cops. There's the, the news has gotten out that her company has done something fucked up in this diner. And now she's got to go do a press conference kind of thing or go to work and yell at people or whatever. But if she's being escorted through, this lady comes out of nowhere and just fucking cold cocks her dead in the nose. <laughs> and it's so good. I just started laughing. Like, this is the most... Uh- I didn't realize it was a comedy yet, but I just started laughing because it was I'm just not sure it is. Effect and just like, the, her reaction, and the, she just keeps on going. And I'm like, "What the fuck? That's great! <laughs> it's a great. They love the way the fucking punches film too. It's right center center of the frame. Like yep. fist mm-hmm. comes at the lens, and then cut to her like bam, totally fucking take of the shot." It was fun. I really liked that bit. And then, you know, she goes and she's like, all the reporters are like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, look, as soon as we figure out what happened, we'll make everything public, right? Because, like, you can still be an idealist? I don't know. So. Somehow. Yeah. She, yeah so they, they're having a meeting. And it's like the, the company is called Chank. Chank. <laughs> Best corporation name ever. We're just yeah. off the tongue. <laughs> Chank. Chank. The, the full title is Mega Corporation Chank Armaments because yeah. C-H-A-N-K, man. There's an extra A. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're real worried about uh, public relations uh, concerning this uh, incident. And, oh, I'm uh, sure Heckler and Koch do too. Totally. And I, I have a note here. Smoking indoors. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're talking about this thing called like the Hard Man Project, which is what this is. And I, it's not ever really clear what exactly this is like at different points in the movie, it's different things. I think. Cause at one point they're talking about like, Oh yeah, they just get like combat veterans and they like scoop their brain out basically and plug them into these suits. But sometimes like, they have their memories yeah. back and they go fucking crazy and kill everybody in a diner in the middle of the desert somehow. And like, but then they also some, said, weren't they, they said that they were dead too, or they were yeah. MIA. Yeah. Like, are they dead? Yeah. Or are they not? Are they, no, they, they have children? Like MIA. what's going yeah. on? Experiment on these people, I think. And then this, uh, there's a, there's this, this woman comes up to her as the meeting breaks up because they all go back and forth. There's this asshole. Uh, what's his name? Uh, is he Ridley? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 The blonde one. Yeah. 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 He's, Ridley. he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm just like, dick, no, his dick face. Okay. Hold on. His full name is. Scott, Scott Ridley. Ridley. Scott Ridley. Yeah. So, yeah. you, you listener, figure out what that's referencing. You're you're gonna love this. this is... <laughs> Some of the most like least original yet most fun character naming I've ever seen in a movie. Oh yeah, it's so Absolutely. on the sleeve. Like it's it's really hard. Look, I'm gonna talk a lot of shit about this movie, but it's hard oh, to yeah. fault it for effort because like. It's like it's kind of like my first movie needs to be a love letter just in case it's my last movie vibes. And it it really, really leans into that a lot. Um, it really does. Which is anyway, funny because like there's a lot of great actors in this. Fucking Rachel yeah. Weiss appears in this scene. I was and this is just say, right oh, in this sure, moment. Right. Yeah. yeah. This is her first this I knew she looked familiar, but god thing. Yeah. yeah. She, <laughs> she comes up it. and gives her advice. Yeah. She has one line. 
Yeah, it's fucking great. And I was like hoping she showed up again. I was like, oh no, oh you know, like you were so way too classy for this we film. See, oh totally. So so now like she she needs they they had a whole big argument about this dude uh, Jack Dante. He's like their one of their lead designers, and he's he's just a loose wheel, and it's his fault, and he made it's he's ahead of this project, and she's trying to get information about it, and they're all like. We don't know because he just gets what he wants, I guess, because we're really just here to collect a paycheck. Like they really have no oversight in this you, apparently very popular massive as the film mega company. On, you get the sense that they both respected fear this man because oh, there's a dynamic that's real weird. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna get yeah, into this. Uh, like, I want to do a full breakdown of this character because I think he's the only reason you should watch this film. Oh yeah, but like yeah, you get the sense the way they speak of him that they they need him because he designs guns good but also like he has access to all of the gun parts and they are terrified of what he will do with them and blackmail as we'll get to oh, like yeah. he's, he's real he's into the company like he is basically every finger into every like yeah, he's, the, the, uh, he's like the the puppet master of this really lacks like sad uh I mean, the it, corporate environment, yeah, you know, <laughs> but, it's, but I'm like, I'm thinking about that. And I don't know. It just, why does this movie kind of feel like something that would happen in real life? Just vaguely, not, not with, Oh it, yeah. The actual yeah. Thing, I mean, but like it, it would, yeah. it did probably in the 40s somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, so she's, she's, uh, we smash cut to porn and cartoons porn and cartoons and action figures and and then like what my room how did you get a camera in my room (laughs) so hayden kale is on her way to meet with jack dante because she's mad as fuck she wants some answers and the whole way she's walking (laughs) to go talk to him it's basically this it's this like machine shop where the job is to manufacture sparks no sense these dudes are just welding shit or like cutting <laughs> beads in half and just looking at giving her the stink eye while she's walking down this little corridor <laughs> i'm honest to god i'm waiting for like a white snake song to come on you know like some, some <laughs> 80s like, fucking power ballad to just start playing oh, they've all just done it in slow motion they could have added 20 minutes to the movie because here's the thing it, it looks like they only had this area to film in for a short amount of time because the only scenery dressing that's going on, aside from these these dudes in like fucking goggles and Tyvek suits making sparks, is this one door that's like covered with fucking graffiti. <laughs> and that's it. And they do this really awkward camera turn so that you can see the word Dante. Like it's, we saw it already as we were approaching the door. It's not <laughs> tiny. It's like real big in yellow letters and shit. It just says... Yeah, literally just says keep out, and then the camera pans, so you make sure you see the, the signature on the side just says Dante, and I'm like, yeah. okay. It's, it's like graffiti, there's like pictures and cartoons and shit on it and stuff, mm-hmm. but like, it's not like it's hidden, it's not like, where's fucking Waldo? It's like, nah, it says Dante, you didn't need to force zoom into it and like push right up against it to like let us see it, but it's fine, hey, whatever, man. It wasn't so even like, intimidating or scary, it was literally bright yellow and looked like something out of like a 90s kids I, thing. Probably like pot off that dude in college or something like it's just it's that's yeah. what it looked like yeah exactly 100%. it was like oh yeah he, he's in the maintenance fucking tunnel man you just gotta be cool like just not like this you know like it was one of them kind of things <laughs> she, so she opens the door 
in this lab is also full of porn and almost specifically and exclusively like Thundercats and He-Man action figures. Some of them are missing arms, which I thought would mean something. (laughs) (laughs) But in addition to the porn and the action figures and the toys, and there's also explosives, which turns out does mean something, you know? It's not. It's hard to see what uh, Chekhov is, is is holding here at this point. Yeah. Um, so then the, the Brad Dorif uh, fucking rocks is my note. Um, yeah, he's oh god, Let's... real big Glenn Danzig vibes from him in this one. Oh like, my god, like the whole outfit, the hair, everything, mm-hmm. uh, and he so he, he like greasy. sits down. So oh totally. See, he's so gross in this movie, man. Like, and then he, it's like, beautiful. It's just I went uh, high school with guys like this. It's incredible. <laughs> he's got these like, weird little metal claw finger things and shit. Like he, he's like that guy who just took the goth thing like a level too far. Yeah. Like, you're like, now nah, you make hold on to it for, for a little too long. He's wearing right. ripped jeans, but he's also wearing like an underlayer. Shit, the whole fucking way down. There's like oh, no I... integrity to these things whatsoever. Yeah. He basically looks like the lead singer of Def Leppard in the Pour Some Sugar on Me video. <laughs> <laughs> from the waist down, and then like from the waist up, he looks like Danzig, but then he's wearing a trench coat like I would have worn in the 90s. So like, I felt this dude a bit. I just wouldn't go so far with the jewelry and the, the, the knives. And... Well, anyway, so well, he, she's I was, kind of... Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, sorry. Uh, I just wanted to point out, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Brad Dorf is the uh, actor who played Grima Wormtongue in the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So just imagine him looking uh, like that, but, you know, a grunge rocker. Like, one of those really edgelordy grunge rockers. He does slimy really well. Yeah, he does. He, yeah, he, he really embraced this fucking role. Like, oh, like, she's, she's talking like, yeah. to him in this scene. She's trying to get information from him, and he's all just being like, I think you're my girlfriend, which becomes a theme. And then he sits down and watches this fucking cartoon of murder. Where, like, he watches a snuff cartoon like we all did as children, right? I, like someone had to sit down and animate this with their hands. <laughs> That's what this is. I didn't think of that. You're right. It's like someone actually had to like put the work in, and it was like fluid. Yeah. It looked like a, it was a good, it looked good. Like yeah. somebody did good work on this thing. But it's like it's literally like this mouse shows up, and this wolf like shoots it in the fucking face with a shotgun, well, and then this like... mouse shows up or whatever, and then he hits it with a hammer, and it explodes into guts. Like. It's like really graphic. I was like, huh, I'm surprised. Makes me think of a uh, cop young God by uh, swans, but like mm-hmm. cartoony. Yeah. <laughs> like so really like nothing grizzly. is accomplished. <clears throat> nothing in this meeting. Nothing is accomplished at this meeting other than like uh, Dante informing Kale that he's like hacked the shit out of her life. Yeah. That's like it. He's like, I know everything about you. Um, <clears throat> So then we cut to these dudes in a trailer who's who are my favorite part of the movie because they're like also like simultaneously somehow the worst part of the movie. They um <laughs> That's accurate. That's a very accurate assessment of these dudes because they're the reason I stopped watching the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're over the edge. Like what like that we, we cut to one of them smoking the craziest joint ever. It it's looks like, like a morning God. star yeah. made out of cigarettes. It's a, and that's it's almost just a giant note. bulb. <laughs> Just a giant a bunch nugget of in the middle. Joints hanging out of it. <laughs> it took a whole nut and then made like other like joints and somehow like and but it's somehow all one piece of paper. It's like a basketball. Yeah. With joints <laughs> it's just fucking paper mache together. 
<laughs> it's, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous and it somehow functions i bet you it's real like i'm not even joking like for that <laughs> scene i'm sure these guys were like let's do this guys and then he hands him another one that looks like a fucking baby arm like <laughs> it's, it's got this little tiny joint thing and then this gigantic like torpedo sized thing sticking on the end of it like structurally it's impossible like i don't smoke it and they do <laughs> it works Basic and I think that's the whole meeting. At one point, one of them says, um, uh, the weird turn pro, which is one of the few like external references I kind of recognize in this movie, yep. which is like, mm-hmm. that's like a Hunter S. Thompson thing. Yes, it is. I don't know what like even is uh, like they go through some plan here. I think, I think we're being introduced to them and yeah. like immediately <laughs> becomes apparent that the one named Utani is a fucking weeaboo. Like, he 100% is. I'm like, this dude, who's also like, okay, somehow my favorite. tell. Yeah, he's he embarrassing, is. He is. you know? <laughs> you, like, you're telling me you couldn't, you couldn't tell else. he was a weeaboo the moment you saw a white guy with the rising sun painted on his face and etched yeah. oh, his a, Yeah, that, that weird... Yeah, oh his hair God. is interconnected with it. The so way he like stands, stress. the way oh God, he'll do things in this movie that are just like he like hands someone a knife at one point, and it's so fucking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll get to it. Whole gets into a. St- oh, it's we'll, get to it. we'll get to it as it goes on, but like understand that these are again, yeah. Like I was upset when he died, but we'll get to it. Like yeah, it's yeah. yeah God damn it. So yeah, we have Wayland. Who's like this Nordic glasses got looking guy with like a suit and tie, but he's like an inside guy. He might have been in Die Hard. Was he? I couldn't find it. He might have been. He might have been one of the second or tertiary kind of cast guys. He might have been. I don't know. I didn't look it up, but I was like, he was the one that would get hung at the No, he wasn't the one that got hung at the end. He was like I, you'd know him if you saw him. Anyway. Yeah, we have Wayland, who's this like corporate Nordic-looking guy. He's the inside man. Then you have Yutani, who is the weeaboo samurai. And then you have, I can't remember the third guy's name. Sam Raimi. Um, Sam Raimi. Yeah, Raimi's a riot. He's... Yeah. <laughs> that poor kid. I don't know how they directed him, but he's all over the place. Oh, and, but God, he, yes. The thing is, is he's all in. So, like, he he's good at hitting his mark and following directions. I get the vibe. You know you what get, I mean? You guys have seen The Machinist, right? Oh, yeah. Of course. Well, yeah. He's Yeah, he's the uh, uh, Christian Bale's imaginary friend. The guy that gets his hand friend. smashed? Yeah. No, uh, um, he, he's the um, hallucination, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, he's... Christian he's Bale's really, imaginary he's blatantly terrifying in that film. Oh, yeah. 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 But like he Great owned actor. he owned that part. And I think he owned yeah. this part too, just in a in a different way. Cause oh man, totally. I just love when they how, start describing <laughs> what keep going. How not like they don't take this role seriously whatsoever. And I it's pretty clear. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty clear. Like at this point, when you meet these dudes, they you're you're well. Here's the thing. Up to this point in the movie, everything seems pretty straightforward. Like it, it, they're playing it kind of straight. There's, there's this tragedy. These like mean looking dudes come out to try to clean it up and keep it quiet. There's a corporate fucking like scandal going on. And then you cut to like the three stooges of the movie. Yeah. And you think they're going to be the comic relief yeah. because like, okay, the guy like face planting into the, the, the bathroom stall door is funny, but like these guys are not serious. You know, they have this whole plan about how they're going to, like, sneak into fucking uh, whatever. But, hey, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, like, we, we cut to, like, Kale, like, runs into Ridley in a hallway and she steals his access card because she needs, like, two cards to do something. And uh, 
there's this like proto Gladys that's like narrating Jack Dante's profile to her. And the best part of this whole bit is he's assessed as a psychopath and then recommended for promotion. <laughs> yeah, it rattles off a list of sex crimes and assault and unstable. He failed to the psychic evaluation of the company and it's literally like, you know, homicide, like homicidally dangerous recommended for promotion. It's great. <laughs> like, I really like that bit a lot. That's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> but then it turns out, Dante's in the office and he's got a jump scare for you. And it's like, ah, oh, you fuck. You know, like. <laughs> was he like under hey, the desk? I didn't understand where he materialized. He was, like behind, he was the, behind the monitor desk. or something. Yeah. I don't okay. know how he got in there. Like, yeah. There's like a long distance between like yeah. these fucking glass doors from a well lit hallway. Like he must have like little <laughs> vent shit going on or something. Like he, his whole thing is he's like a gremlin. He just like he pops up. And like, <laughs> he is the, he he is the xenomorph smoke. in this film. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. And as, like, he's talking to her, Kale activates this high-tech VHS-based security camera. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she puts the tape in, and then they cut to the camera, and it's like, it looks at him. And I'm like, ah, this will show up later, and it doesn't. Um... Oh, God. There's so much shit set up in this movie that just doesn't pay off ever. Yeah, no, not even a little bit so like Dante though it, it like this is more of that like I want you to be my girlfriend thing that he's doing that's like super creepy because he just like assumes it you know and she he he wants to team up with Kale you know and um in one of the better scenes in this this whole exchange he starts pulling things out of his jacket and he starts with a rubber chicken which he hands to her I think and then yeah. or, or he sets it on the table and then he pulls out a <laughs> pistol he pulls out a pistol and hands it to her. This is a thing that will happen a few times in this movie where people like, I don't know if you're a threat or not, but here's a gun kind of shit, you know, like, (laughs) and then he pulls out this like porno mag with kale in it. And I'm like, is appearing in a porno really that detrimental, even in 1994's near future? Because like, yeah, now and we've got like, got oh. all kinds of shit going on like anybody apparently could be fucking president but like back then yeah. like, was this really a scandal like, i don't know like it i think that it's the matter of the corporate culture because remember she works for like a mega corporation so well, i like think it's, it's less about like societal pressure and more make, of well, the pressure of this company but they make fucking war machines it gives a shit it's a magazine you know what i mean it's like she <laughs> Who, what the fuck, man? Like, who gives a shit like, up, what you did to pay up. for college or whatever? In an ideal world, like, that would, I mean, yeah, that That'd wouldn't fucking matter. But, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, like, this is if like that happened, if this, if, if this happened to, like, a female CEO, which, you know, I mean, how many of those do we already have um, mm. in this society? Well, have you? This fucked up culture, but, uh, uh, yeah, like, so if someone was to release that, then people might start questioning her competency unfairly. Yeah, I well, guess. I mean, especially if I she's mean, working for, like, a military corporation, then people would be like, how'd she get her yes. job? Bullshit like that. So well, wasn't that long ago, though, that, like, we kind of had, like, I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that, like, we've come a long way. Yeah. 
Like to the you point where I'm like slut shaming, I'm like, I never understood it because I'm like, why are you, why are you giving shit to, to anyone for like being a slut or doing anything that they need to do to like survive when it's like, you're the one buying it, chump. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's it weird. was just really, it didn't seem like the leverage it was intended to be in this thing you know, <laughs> for me. It just didn't really hit. I think so we she, just don't understand in this context uh, yeah. on us. <laughs> I, I mean, I just I, I see. I was like a year out of high school at the time, you know. And even then, it was just like I don't know, man. I just I, I know all kinds of people. Like that wouldn't yeah. bother me that much. Like all right. So anyway, she she aims the gun at him, and he like goes full psycho and leans into it. Like oh, not as far it. as like John Malkovich in, in the Line of Fire, where he like wraps his mouth around the barrel. Be cool. Possibly. Honestly, the, I wish he did that. Scene. Yeah. yeah, but. I, that, but then, and he's like, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I fucking own you and I own all your shit. And then he leaves with the chicken in the porno mag and he's like, stretches his arms out and hits these like low hanging lights on the way out. Like he's just, <laughs> fuck all y'all. Um, like, oh. uh, so the, the, now that we got the joint smoke and truck dudes and they're like infiltrating Chang in disguise, sort of. Like one of them's in disguise driving this truck, and I, I don't know how whatever he gets in, and they just drive this truck like right around the corner, like within sight of whoever looks at this shit. And uh, oh yeah, security here at this military corporation is not tight, like at all. Right. They established that, but like <laughs> it's it's surprisingly <clears throat> lax. Like yeah, they're just part. They're not even in a loading deck, yeah. like or dock or anything. They're just parked. Like, this yeah. truck is just like fucking parked in a driveway. And it's really funny because, like, here's here's another one of them things. Uh, Ramey says, "Turn that eighty shit down," which is <laughs> it's it's a riff on this. Okay, so like, Ministry has a side project called Revolting Cox, and like in the year before this movie came out, they have the they have the song they did with Timothy Leary called Helicopter, and it's one of the few things with Timothy Leary that I actually really like. It's fucking funny, but he's just all like, "Hey man, turn that eighty shit down," and this guy says it just like that. And that's not his character at all. Like his, that, he changes his voice for this moment, and then like kind of goes back to everything. So I'm like, he's totally fucking quoting that song. Like he just, he probably said, "Yo, Mister, you know, Stephen Norrington, dude, like you're directing this shit. Yeah, I want to throw this line in here or something." Or Norrington was just like, "I love Refco, you know, whatever." <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, like, don't is this where they just like they, they he gives like a whole speech there too about he stuff. Gives, they don't yeah. start any don't they start just fucking drilling right there? They just like boom. Yeah, yeah they take an industrial drill and I guess they have like a false bottom to this truck because as we all know, the internet is just a series of tubes. And when you're a military corporation, you just leave your internet just outside under the fucking street. So they yeah. drill into it to gain access to the to the corporation's systems, or at least some of it, so they know what they're looking at. And yeah. their plan is to basically like inter- inter- take hostage anyone in there, interrogate them until they give them the codes to access. And this is the thing that everyone's been trying to figure out, including our lead, is what is in Vault 10? Because we know mm-hmm. that Strongman Project didn't work out. So wh- so they want to know what Dante's been working on. And this is the thing they're all terrified about is what's in Vault 10. These guys believe that it is going to be, <sighs> what the fuck did he say? New- goose bits of data. Mm-hmm. And a, a ton of money and and such, right? And they want sort of like virtual credit, yeah, shit, yeah. And I'm still not going to get over the made up computer thing he said he called the dad. <laughs> Goose weird new uh, I don't Google it was flex of oh my I, it was <laughs> just some complete made up <laughs> jargon. It was beautiful. <laughs> I love it. 
That, that, that was the thing, though, because there was this. I remember when I was like a kid in grade school, like there was a, somebody came up with a number that has a hundred zeros after it, and it's <laughs> called a Google. And it was like G O O G O L, right? So that stuck around for a while, kind of like, you know, yeah. slapping hyper or cyber in front of every mm-hmm. fucking word forever. So, like, Rid- Ridley is now visited by our buddy Dante. Um, and my note here is Dorf would have made a great Joker. Yeah. He just, yeah. He's like super creepy up in his face. He's doing everything but like licking him and like, you know, sliding a fucking razor across his face. Yeah. And he shows Ridley uh, like this remote, <laughs> which is a the giant duct taped walkie talkie with a single lit button on it. <laughs> but a key. It also has a key on it. It yeah, has yeah. an ignition. It, it, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It has a key that he turns to turn the thing on because that's how, you know. It would, yeah, that's, uh, that's how uh, electronics work, I guess. <laughs> I just need a moment. Reaching peak exhaustion. Oh, and then, oh my god! And, and, and this 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 giant brick. I mean, it's you, you know, I'm not understating it when I say it's like a brick. It's fucking huge. It looks like my laptop. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's massive. Yeah. It's it, it's like the equivalent of like 25 fucking iPhones duct taped together. It's just <laughs> stupid thick. Yeah. <laughs> Dummy thick, as the kids say. Like Twelve and, um, C's in that thick. Yeah. Oh, and it, it apparently summons some kind of like, well, you know, a death machine, which is, you know, he said the thing, guys, he said the thing. Find out here. It's confirmed here that like Dante totally thinks that like Kale's his girlfriend now. And there's like been no progress whatsoever. Like there's no narrative for this. But really this is whatsoever. believable because this is what creeps do. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. And because he this man lives literally in a dungeon of his yeah. own choosing and like right. and it's obviously like when they rattle off the crimes there are sex crimes in there listen we and have corporate executives who think that dying in vr should be okay and uh <laughs> right. yeah right and uh, yeah. That, uh, autonomous that. weapons are okay so right. um, yeah. self-replicating nanomachines are okay yeah you know, so, I, <laughs> so this guy uh, isn't I mean, he's like the 90s kind of Columbine <laughs> stereotype of the creepy yeah. loner kid, but oh, yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of the tech bro, creepy. Very, very crow yeah. kind of inspired, you know. Yeah, he's kind of like more, he's kind of like more, more relevant metal. now because like, he's like a mixture of like an incel and like a, cor- a horrible corporate exec, like, like you were saying, Joe, like, like with the... Uh, Killer robots, and then we have like incelism, and it's like oh, he's kind of absolutely. I mean, he all he's all the things we hate. <laughs> all the right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't even think he's like necessarily oh, okay. an incel. I just think that he's like a fucking monster. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he's just like I want that thing, must have it, put pee pee in it. Like that's, that's fair. I don't yeah, think yeah, he's yeah, really yeah. thinking it through here. He's just kind of he probably resents the fact that he gets horny. You know what I mean? Like it, it's but it's not clear. You know, like he's just an asshole. We made eye contact, um, so you're obviously into me. He has no idea what con- like consent is no. like, at all. No, yeah. no, like he's he's terrible at that. Um, so anyway, this this death machine is apparently a big fucking robot covered in like all the blades ever. Like it's just basically <laughs> just like it's like a knife block, but like the handle goes in the knife block. You know, like it's just it, ridiculous, and it it's, it, it, it it like hunts Ridley down in one of the longest. Sequel, like <laughs> we need to talk about this robot later but let's just say right now i'm not unimpressed but i'm getting the impression like you're getting a f- first person pov 
with like kind of a video game UI on it. Like there's a little mm-hmm. heart and a little lightning bolt and like a smiley face kind of thing going on. And it's this grainy, you know, video blue, very blue, yeah. almost, you know, predator vision yeah. where this thing is able to hear a specific sound somewhere in any, this building is huge. You know, it gets fucking stories tall, like 60, 80, hundred stories tall. And there's rooms and it's thick and there's tons of fucking, you know, insulation, all this other shit. And it can hear somebody like dropping a pen floors away from it. And um, you get this POV where it's just going up hallways and making sharp right turns and busting through fucking walls and busting through doors and all this other shit. And it finally hunts this dude down and it just cuts the shit out of him. Like it just shows up and it, it just goes cat claws all over his ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's that, you know, like, OK, it works, I guess. Also, it smells fear. That's the thing. It's real big into pheromones. Yeah, it has a so. pheromone like I forgot how we described it. But basically, it's a pheromone sensor where yeah, you know, the scareder you are, the clearer it could get a read on you of where you are. Right. And I'm like, all right, don't know how that works, but all right. Yeah, that's not the smart. I don't feature. know. I like don't I feel like, yeah, but maybe that's just me. I don't think that's the best way to go about this. But anyway, so like, yeah, these dudes, these these joint smoking truck dudes are inside. Um. <laughs> Okay, Ridley is killed. We're caught up here. And uh, we're not sure what this means, like, for the three dudes uh, who are trying to break into Chang. Like, we're, like, there's this robot at this point, and we don't know. Like, they're not inside. So, you know, they haven't gotten to that part of the plan yet. So what's actually happening with these guys is completely separate from the events going on inside. It just happens to be wrong place, wrong time situation. <laughs> They picked the wrong day to do this fucking shit, you know, because what's happening is inside <laughs> you've got a walking Cuisinart turning anything it wants to into fucking chunks of meat. Yeah, um, they picked a bad day to do this. Not yeah, and then there was like something getting getting about getting key 10. cards. Uh, yeah, they were getting the full 10 go. for techity tech reasons. Yeah, but yeah. so they were going to run into this thing anyways, right? I guess so. I mean, like, I guess so. But it wouldn't have been activated necessarily. Like, it's it's literally free in the building. It's not locked up and powered down. Yeah. Um, and then, like, this is where I realized, like, there's this weird, weird fucking dynamic where, like, the Corpos fear Dante, but, yeah. like, just don't quit or leave or anything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's this weird bully situation where they're yeah. just like, um... Yeah, like we just got to keep the guy happy, and maybe he won't cut us. And I'm like, you go anywhere, you can get a I job. I think their love of money is what kind of like because, like I'm saying but before, not the only company. I don't know because it's like like I'm saying before, it's like they're like a trap there. I think because of their own greed, because like Dante's really good at his job, and he's the one who inv- oh, well, clearly not because we do learn later. The uh, we'll get to it, but like yeah, we'll get to it. It's <laughs> like you get the sense like they're terrified of him, but also respect him because like he's really good at making armaments i guess i guess yeah is anyone that good i mean you know what i'm saying like okay so i got this club and this one guy he makes slingshots that when you pull them back they explode and blow your arm off brilliant well let's give them to the other side also he has pictures of you naked you know like what no fuck this guy first of all we're a multi-billion dollar corporation allegedly disappear (laughs) disappear him it happens all the fucking time you know what i mean yeah. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. They really don't care about their lives as much as they do about money. That's uh, been established. I well, they like they care enough to be afraid. Yeah, but not enough to like 
better their situation. So they kind of, it, it's all a matter at this point, like they get whatever they deserve going forward. Also yeah. with Dante, I don't get the sense that he's like, he's not a corporate man. He was actually really excited to get a promotion. You find out later, like he really yeah. wants to get promoted, but he's like, man, I like it here. It's cool here. They have all the toys. And this is his right. view of the corporation when it's almost, it, when all these corpos are like, they're acting like he runs the place. And really, yeah. he's just happy to be there. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's really like weird. They, they, yeah, they like speak about him in hushed tones, but so, <laughs> man. Oh. Uh, so, so uh, now we have uh, Kale's like hacking into the core. Um, at this point, I'm not entirely sure why, right? And she's doing it on uh, one of those ergonomic split keyboards that were everywhere in 1994. Yeah, really? <laughs> I looked at that yeah. and I'm like, I want one of those. Yeah, they're everywhere. It's so that you know you don't have to keep your arms straight. You can let them sit at an angle. That sounds. And awful. it just, yeah, it's it's dumb. Nobody used them. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah, but well, they were. Like, I, I remember I, that they were everywhere. Yeah, I saw that prop used in at least two other sci-fi movies I've seen recently. Oh yeah. Because that was the future. Keyboards, yeah. man. Yep. Ergonomics. <laughs> and right around that time, you would get like kind of like the wrist uh, rest. You know, like yep. for your keyboard and stuff, so that you wouldn't mm-hmm. get carpal tunnel so bad, and et cetera, et cetera. My laptop yeah. literally has that built in. But it's it's literally the only keyboard anywhere in the building that looks like that. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. Like they they really splurged for this scene. Um, so like Dante shows up while like Cole's hacking into the the, the core, and it's not clear like what she's doing yet. Like, but this also like aligns weirdly with the goons' plans around this time. So she like distracts him, sends him like to go get a file or a book or something from this. Like she opens this door and he goes in there and he's looking for it. And <laughs> she revokes his access. And then it looks bad. Like he's pissed. This is where you find out he wants this fucking raise, man. Like he's, he needs some bennies. Yeah. He's got to get, <laughs> he wants that vacay. He needs that extra day off. Man. He wants to get more porn. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? He needs to get 15 more televisions to stuff into that shitty fucking lab of his. It's just nothing but like wires and half naked faction figures. It's just, uh, but then, you know, fortunately I think like he's get he gets the gun at this point. He's like ready to fuck her up. And then the goons arrive like, uh, and they, I guess, I don't know, save the day, I guess. Saved by the punks. Yeah. And then like, as they're, they hold him at gunpoint and he, he kind of surrenders. And, uh, the best scene in the movie is right here where they're disarming Dante and literally dozens of weapons are on his person. Like they're pulling, <laughs> they're pulling like a fucking, like a switchblade and a pistol and then like another weird pistol. And then like a fucking anime goddamn sword. Like all this shit's just coming out of his fucking he has trench a coat. fucking desert Eagle. Like it just hanging a custom one too, with the same symbol on the gun as he has on right. his t-shirt and i'm like what right. the fuck it's like he's just walking around this corporation with something that could like blow through a bulkhead and then just like knife after knife after knife like yeah. all this shit brass knuckles he's a and then once again the rubber chicken and it's just like <laughs> ah this is when i started kind of being like what is this movie doing you know like <laughs> i could be enjoying this a bit i don't know oh, wow. So, so, so the goons are now, they're asking for these like access codes from uh, Cole or Kale. And uh, this is where I started writing Cole down and I meant Kale the whole time. Um, Kale and the beardy guy who they start calling like Ho-Ho. Yeah, call him Ho-Ho. He, John Carpenter. he looks like Santa Claus. Yeah, it's John Carpenter. But they just keep calling him like, hey, Co- hey Ho-Ho, come here. Yeah. 
Um, Dante, it turns out, is like more than willing to help since he just got fucking fired. So he's like, yeah, what do you need? Let's go. Uh, so this is a fun part. This is a thing I want to surprise you guys with and, and, and play a little game with you. Okay. At, and I think we should do this going forward if it ever comes up. Okay. Um, at 52 minutes and 35 seconds of the YouTube video that I watched of this movie, we get Kale speaking the title of the movie. She literally says some kind of death machine or something like that. Whenever they say the title of the movie, can you come up with a better title for the movie? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, punk exploitation. No. Um, (laughs) Oh oh, man. I, I was baffled. Like I sat here trying to write them down and I'm like, Hang on, I hang on. Actually... I, got, I got the best one. Um, okay, Frontline right, right. morale destroyer. There we go. Th- thank you. <laughs> man, I want to name my. I want to name my goth. Note. Oh man, I want to name my goth electronic band Frontline morale destroyer. That's awesome. I love that. It sounds great. <laughs> it's great. I just wish it were. I, I know, right? Yeah. So now that goons have this awesome fucking torch thing that they're using to cut into a vault, like it's great. Like it's from payday too. It's great. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, even the drill thing that they had that was in their truck is this like industrial on hydraulics pulls over centers. Like it's a actual tool, you know. And this thing was like, this looks great. They bolt into the center of this thing and then they burn a big giant circle out of it and it just they can just wheel it off and i'm like this is one of the best heist shits i've ever seen in a movie ever it's always like blow it up you know and it's like no these guys just like take their time with it you know they're just cutting the thing open and um that this is where like he's gonna unleash this this frontline morale destroyed like dante unless kale reinstates him yeah what it was is that they he original their original plan was to go through because the vault 10 the thing they were trying to access has like three like nuke proof doors between them right. and it. And their original plan was to have to saw through each one. Right. Dante, well, that, was, that was their plan B if they couldn't get the access codes. Yeah. Right. And they, they couldn't. And right. so Dante's like, why would you do that? When all you have to do is go through this one wall and they're like, all right, that makes sense. Yeah. They do that. And Dante just leaps into the darkness and yep. The punks walk in and it turns out he tricked them because all they did was saw into the side of his laboratory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's where I guess he's going to unleash the FMD unless Kale reinstates him <laughs> and quote <laughs> interfaces with him on a regular basis. <laughs> that's we all say. And she's a big fat fucking no on that. She's yeah. like, uh, uh-uh, ain't, ain't going to happen, bud. Um, and then someone says Oprah Winfrey and he yells Geraldo. And I'm thinking, what near future is this? Uh, that's all I can think of. Uh, well, like, Oprah Winfrey became head of the EU and uh, Geraldo Rivera uh, became vice president. This is why you can't be doing near future. You just can't be doing near future. You got to give a year. You got yeah. mm-hmm. to set it up and, and just encapsulate it and let us know this near future shit's not good. Because uh, those are past cars now. You know, like <laughs> I'm just thinking back to the sheriff's like boxy ass fucking cruiser, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's what you call a historical model. Um, <laughs> you can get special plates for that now. You know, like anyway. So he hits the, the he he leaps he gets leaps into darkness. They're like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, this, and it's the controller for the death machine. 
Of course. So he hits, she gives a big fat no to like interface. Actually, I think that comes later. But what what mm-hmm. happens is the Leafs in the Darkness, he gets a thing like, where are we? What is that? And I'm like, oh, this. He hits the button and the death machine comes for the punks. And mm-hmm. just chaos ensues. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what Dante's doing jerking off in the corner. He just goes off screen for a sec. And the death machine kills uh, Wayland. Just what, like what exactly explodes his gas tank because okay. he has a gas tank on his back with I think right. another drill on it. I, I'm uh, not entirely sure, but that's what, how he fueled it or something. Yeah, yeah, because he was carrying that in, and that's what ruptures, and that is what kills Waylon. And right. the other guy, oh god, what was his name? I keep forgetting the, the head punk's name because I'll Ramey. get it. Ramy, Ramy is firing, and we'll learn how useless that is. And fires and just is running out screaming. And then the, the tank cooks off and he just gets, I love the dummy they use. They just, a dummy oh, yeah. gets thrown out of the entrance. <laughs> he just does a barrel roll. <laughs> like cuts yeah. to just doing a barrel roll. It's like, that was hundred percent a real person. Right. And, and so like, now we're down to what? We're down to Kale, uh, Raimi, um, uh, Ho-Ho and uh, Utani. Uh, Utani. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He's such a fucking weeaboo, man. Like what he does. <laughs> He does this thing, and that I should have wrote down. Like I didn't. I should have written down what he did. All I wrote down is Yutani is such a weeaboo. He does so much. That's the thing. He does so much just by his mere presence because the guy playing him really went for it. He's not, <laughs> and, and he's, he really did. If, if what he's going for is someone bad at it, because like <laughs> I loved it though. He's like my favorite character. I did too. <laughs> I actually really didn't like him until about this moment. Yeah. And this is where you find out from Raimi that the good, the, the goons are actually like the good guys. Like they're super good guys. So they're guns carrying blanks. Like they, they're, they intended to, they weren't going to kill anybody. Yeah. They were like the, and, what was it, the United humanitarian front. Like so, something. Pacifists. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all, they, they were going to blow up the money and just try to take a fucking chunk out of one of these corporations, man. It's all we could do kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, shit gets bad. They're, they actually have this, like, quiet moment, which is kind of interesting because, like, they don't seem very afraid. And then something happens and the fucking machine's, like, on them again. So they they bust ass and they get into this elevator. And my note is the whole elevator scene. Well, hold on. Let's go back for a second because <laughs> okay. these two are, you know, Yutani's very upset that his bro just blew up. Oh, for sure. Dude tries to act. I love it. It's great. And... They, we learn they're, they're pacifists and they just want mm-hmm. to destroy the money just to get back at the corporation. Ho-Ho, and I don't remember exactly how, it's like he reaches for it with, without any of them knowing because they're too busy being upset that their bro died. He has the fucking Desert Eagle right. that they took the, off of Dante. Yeah, he, he gets Dante's gun. He it's a real the, gun. Yeah, this one's a real gun and he makes sure to let you know I have the real gun, you tree huggers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get on the elevator. Like, and this is why they're on the elevator. And yeah. he, he ushers them into the elevator. And it is the most awkward silence. Mm-hmm. It is a weird scene. It Like, I'm watching it and I'm like. Like, everyone's in a corner. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And. It's like, and nothing it, happens. It drags on. And then Ho-Ho just leans over to her and is like, mm, this is, I hope. I hope this doesn't uh, affect our professional relationship. Professional relationship, yes. yes. Uh, mm, yeah. Yeah, no, this this will work out great, buddy, right? That's uh, such a weird scene. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? I wasn't even funny. I'm just looking at it like, 
and (laughs) so so this elevator shit's going down and then out of nowhere the fucking uh frontline morale destroyer bursts through the floor the uh, the fucking (laughs) the scene uh, was cool i like the scene a lot and this this made me I got this is the moment that I realized I actually liked Yutani because he gets stabbed and fucking stapled to the floor by the, like this thing's leg or whatever. It just like this claw comes out and it just fucking goes right through his thigh, which again, like most things in this movie, don't matter because he's moving around great later. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in two notes. Uh, possibly my second favorite scene in this movie. So he gets he's getting stabbed and like and weighted down by this fucking robot. Excuse me. That's fine. You're good. I'll I'll mute it. <laughs> I'm not going to mute it. Your that cough stays. Um, so he he's 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 unable to move. He's screaming in pain. Okay, and simultaneously, like this thing, it, it ends up getting a, a ho ho real bad. It like oh guts just really yeah, yeah. Digs guts him yeah yeah it it just shreds him up. It's it's like bladey McBlade blade like. <laughs> what you have to understand i don't know how far into the movie we're we're about like an hour and 15 minutes i think and we still haven't seen really a good shot of this thing yet yeah this was the weird thing because later we do but like so far we've only seen and the end of this scene we get a glimpse of it but so far in this elevator yeah. we've, on, we've only seen its claws which are hydraulic as shit and dicey yeah. and very sw- very twitchy don't and seem very it's, effective but yeah somehow, i guess and it has this like head that kind of looks like one of the the little like mousers from teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> yeah. Except, oh my God, that's what it is yeah but instead of just going chomp chomp it also spins yeah. so it yeah. like rotates mm-hmm. so like it would grab you and like like a fucking alligator would like get you underwater it would just rotate until you're dead it could do that it could like grab onto like a branch of a tree and just like snap it right off and just keep spinning it you know it has it's, no eyes like it, it has no, it's just see with this appendage. Like, yeah, even though yeah, even though we chomping. got those uh, uh, first person shots earlier, right? Now, I don't right. know. Shout out to Alien, I guess. There's got to be some sort of a predator, whatever the fuck they or were trying to do. Because that's dead. we'll get to what this thing is in a moment. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, <laughs> There's a lot of inspirations going on. Which yeah, so they're, they're... Keep... oh yeah. So uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Okay, yeah, yeah. So there's okay. this. Um, there's this elevator. There's this press in case of emergency button that they're trying to get to. And this is where Blake Beardy gets God or whatever. And this thing's just in the way. And somehow they manage to hit the button. And what it does, you know, like in every elevator, is it rockets <laughs> to the top of the building. <laughs> um, and it's an emergency like, fuck you, bud. Yeah. Like, what the <laughs> been on a bunch of elevators in my day but i gotta be honest i've never had one like willy wonka me out of fucking trouble oh yeah like, yeah no we went to school in the same building you're you're you're, yeah. you're weird our, our college had that button remember when you just hit the button it would just rocket us to the 10th floor immediately <laughs> no no because we only had like 12 minutes or 10 minutes between fucking break on class so i just smoked in the fucking stairwell like, i didn't I wasn't going through that seven minute climb down to the bottom and the fucking. No, I, was, I was busy going through the goddamn ejector elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just basically a bungee, and you just keep real still so you don't smack up the sides. Oh my god, the scene made. Uh, <laughs> I love this film. So yeah, that that all happens, and then you have like dead ho ho. Half of his body is like looking eyes open at some uh, sorry, kale probably, and then it just the weight of it falls, and it falls down to the bottom of the shaft, and you're like, well, that'll do it. Of course it won't. And you get to see this for the first time when it falls down the shaft with ho ho. Yeah. Is it? You get a blurry shot of it, and it looks like it's got two arms, two stubby legs, 
a quote unquote head and a whole lot of shoulders and back. Yeah, a lot of hoses, tons mm-hmm. of hydraulic oh, hoses, yeah. which I'm going to start bitching about. <laughs> like, yeah, machinist, tell us how this works. Yeah, about three, four notes from here, I'm about to like just go off for the rest of the movie. So like, <laughs> we get a quiet moment. Okay, what's left of this crew is basically um, Raimi, Yutani, and Kale. And uh, Yutani decides he's going to make a bandage out of his underwear, which he tears off <laughs> from on. under his pants. He just pulls it right the fuck up and then i can Remy, re- i can reenact this it's yeah, literally just to, him going we need to step back a we minute need to take, because i think say, we we missed we missed the crucial uh one of my my favorite tiny moment where oh please they, uh, well the the reason they get on the elevator in the first place is because uh they are going to set off um sprinklers well oh, they, God, i forgot about that yeah that's, oh, yeah. that's the original yeah, yeah, yeah. plan um and so Kale's like, does anybody have a match? And then uh, everybody's like, nope, nope, I don't have one. And then Yutani's like, but I do have this. And he holds up like a fucking stick of dynamite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got these explosives. <laughs> he, no, no, I remember. Yeah, it's like a detonator. And it's, <laughs> that's what it is. it's like 10, tw- 12, 10 to 12 feet of debt cord. Yep. <laughs> yep. It has like military grade debt cord yeah. and a detonator with a shaped charge. And I'm like, holy <laughs> fuck, you guys are pacifists. Uh, well, they were going to blow up the money. Yeah. I mean, still, but come on. It's like, holy fuck. <laughs> the digital like, currency. Where do you get that? You you don't have guns with bullets in them, but you do have, but you have, have like a shaped plastic charge. What? Got some A team equipment, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean I guess they are like in some shit future where nobody gives a shit about what military corporations are. Wait doing, a minute. So. Kale, uh, the actress, she uh, El- uh, Ellie, she was in an episode of the A team. So this is all coming together for me. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> I hadn't expected. We're going to yeah. expanded universe now. Uh, so the three and, uh, of them are looking at the computer. How's that, right? how's that like big bulletin board wall with all the uh, interconnecting photos and the red thread looking to you right now? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> is it coming together? Do you, are, are you starting to understand the bigger picture? Yeah, but I'm still not combing my hair. <laughs> God damn it. So fucking Yutani. <laughs> yeah, move right along, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> we have to. We must. Oh, God. So, try. So, every, everything's on fire. Yutani's uh, got a, a, a... He's got an underwear uh, tourniquet. And... Um, He's he gives, he gives Kale a knife because it, it, they don't know. Like Dante's talking to them through all these screens around him, and they're like, "How the fuck is he finding us?" And there's this great line he has where he's like, "If you turn this off, that doesn't mean like I can't see you. It just means that you can't see me." Yeah, and then they, they turn it off anyway. No, he's like, "If you turn me off, it'll it won't turn you off. No, no, it right. won't turn me off." And then they turn him off anyways. Right. Sex, yeah, something, like, something sexual innuendo. Yeah, yeah, like really bad. Like it's not. I'm like, I, what are you, what are you going for, Mister Problematic Enemy? You know, like what? 
what do you really you know what do it again start over you know like but anyway it turns out here's the here's the other thing like all these corpos they got these little chips in their wrist that we forgot to mention earlier they like blink blue the little subcutaneous kind of tracking devices that mm-hmm. would keep me up all fucking night if nope. you go blink blue are you kidding me get the fuck out of here so i thought they, tie, i think they mention it at some point um, I think they I think show her he, getting hers yeah. or something I, because yeah. she becomes the boss. Wasn't or that shit? the scene with uh, Rachel Weiss in it? Yeah, when she they yeah that was the scene because yeah. they explained that when she became a head executive, they get implanted with a tracking chip, right? For like security purposes, quote unquote security purposes. Yeah. Right, wink, right. wink, wink. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They mention it, and it blinks blue, and I would gnaw through my own fucking wrist if it yeah. did that. Unless you were hanging out with Utani, who would give you this awesome knife flourish, as though he were <laughs> fucking handing you like you know some fucking samurai sword. It was just we'll <laughs> be friends with him. Anyway, it was almost like he was like you know like this. This is like this was my great grandfather's fucking blade or some shit. Like it was, and he, he's it's just ridiculous. It's, it's like a, it's a testicle <laughs> knife moment honestly like yeah. it's his best moment because he's just okay you've perfected it you're like weeaboo <laughs> incarnate and so the three of them are around with some computer looking up some shit and uh, i love a screen that projects on the viewer like you know how like your tv yeah you know, just, mm-hmm. yeah where you can see like uh if it's you know scrolling the text, text or whatever yeah, you can yeah. see that you know just back that's why i dj with a projector on me like it's shit like this that used to happen all the time in the 90s i always thought it looked cool it's cool shit because yeah you can't really see the person but like i'm like that's not how computer screens were especially crt screens back in the day yeah um best line of the movie go fax yourself because there's a fact (laughs) in the near future yep in 1984 i have a theory about this and another one and we'll get to my absolute favorite part later and near the end but and you all know what it is because I texted it to you. Uh, is uh, I think that was bleeped out. I don't. Did you? Do you guys think he said that? Like, go what? fax yourself, or was that yeah. like something that like it was edited? Like, fax is literally printing something out moments before it. In our okay, cut, it was uh, in the cut that I saw. It was very clear what he said. Okay, I was I wasn't sure because I felt like was that bleeped out because this movie felt like they like banned. dumped it out or something. Because yeah. this movie just got banned like everywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's really funny for to me too, because like the version I watched was like two hours. It was like an hour forty something. Say, mine was like, a little shorter because I think they took out the beginning for me, but everything else is gelling. It wasn't that gory. Like, <laughs> wasn't it? The, the, it was banned I've literally. It, really it was banned literally because of Dante. I've seen episodes of Hannibal that have been more <laughs> fucked up and oh, yeah. bloody than this. Like, well, this, no one was this is. This was nothing. This was like a directed VHS movie that they banned everywhere. Well, I guess it all, must have had a it had a release, but like yeah, that was that era. So like, all right, where are we at? So I like, mean, Kale, well, when was when was Columbine? Because oh, he he gives off like well, it wasn't banned in America vibes. No, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it well, wasn't it, banned in America. It was banned in notoriously notorious nanny countries. But it was literally just for Dante for being, I guess, too much of a creepy fucking pervert. Yeah. God, I mean, he is, but like, they were fucking, afraid. People were afraid, literally. And have, in this have, you, have you seen Prince Philip? I mean, he's, <laughs> he's got these weird fingers, man. I don't know. I remember <laughs> looking it up, and they said that. God damn it! They said that they were people were literally afraid people would look at Dante and think that was the cool thing to do. 
God. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Because that's what nanny states believe, I guess, is we're all fucking pieces mm. of play we just mold. We're all just children, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't tell the difference between, you know, fiction and reality. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, Kale and, and, and Raimi team up because uh, they're, they're about to do some cables and armor and guns and guns and goggles. And they, they start clipping all this armor onto Raimi. Okay, hold on. Hold on. So, this is an important scene because they go, this is supposed to be like the big discovery, right? Yeah. This, mm-hmm. is the, this is the one where they find out what the strongman project was kind of, right. I guess we think because they, that's because they, they happen to find themselves in a lab that has it. Yeah. They like, mean, they get off the elevator and they find like, it's literally just a box of a room and a bulkhead door with an ID. And surprisingly, she doesn't have access to it. And then they manage to hack into it and they find out this is where they're doing the strongman project, which is literally mm-hmm. taking Okay, look, this made me want to review Universal Soldiers, who might have to do that. But like, what it is, is that I'm not sure if they're dead or alive. They're in these like cryo casket coffin things. And they're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, it's just a kid. And I guess it's supposed to be just a kid's like 18, 19, like, you know, soldier kind of thing. And like, yeah, I wasn't clear about that either. I thought that was almost a complete separate dropped subplot. No, I I think it's they were trying to merge kids with machines from an early age, but they never really fleshed that out. No, I think it's the same thing that is just a young soldier. And like we 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 see a video that has Ho-Ho in it and Dante and this kid on a stretcher freaking the fuck out because they just don't like like uploaded his brain to a computer so he's just a flesh shell and yeah. dante's like i can figure it out i got because we find out dante headed this project and they just let him do whatever he wanted on actual living people mm-hmm. and it's fucked up and yeah they it's like a like a software overlay like they put it in and they save your personality to a disc and then for some fucking reason I, this makes no sense it, let's it just doesn't. get that right the fuck out <laughs> yeah. they they take they overwrite his fucking but they back him up because okay, I, you're, they you're thinking about him back it. his memories, I guess. So she's yeah. gonna run around with basically his like stack, and then he's just well. What what it actually does is they she she puts a backup disc in and or whatever the back of his head pulls mm-hmm. it out and puts it in her pocket, and then he becomes basically Mister Yelly McRobot. He just yeah. he can't. <laughs> Yeah. They have a fucking word except at like maximum volume. Yeah, because like, they decide that like <laughs> we need to fight this thing. What are we going to do? He, she originally volunteers, and then we see like a slow like from boots up suit up scene. But it's and you think it's her, and you think it's and her, like, which would be dope. Cool. That would yeah. be a really good uh, Ripley moment, I think. But yeah, I think it would have been perfect. Yeah, like, but no, they they give it to fucking Raimi, yeah. and he, there's like combat parameters. Seek and and this is programming in the near future. It's just green text. It's not even a prompt like you'd get. Uh, it just says combat parameters, question mark. And then she types in seek and destroy war beast. Well, cool. Thanks for all the everything, all the subroutines and information. Yeah, it was seek and destroy <laughs> war beast, yeah. protect us. And Defend some, us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the code. That's it. And then yeah, I guess it's just Raimi crazy. does all, he's a robot now. Like he's just a war machine. He's got all these fucking guns on him. He's just standing there like, and he literally turns and says, I'll be back. Out loud, and I said with my mouth, please don't. I said out loud, just please, please don't do that. No, didn't he say I'll be back? Uh, like right before, like they turn him into the soldier. Yeah, no, no. I thought he was like, I thought he was loaded up and getting ready to go. This is all right. So, hey, uh, listeners at home, if you watch this fucking movie, please correct us. 
get set us straight on this bit because I don't. I, we're, we're all delusional. I, like, I remember <laughs> he says, "I'll be back," like knowingly, like he knows he's making a reference, and then. Oh, no, okay. Wait, that might wait, have been wait, wait, wait. last moment before they turn him on. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a cyborg and shit now. Yeah. And it made him really, really yelly. <laughs> he, like, he doesn't know what stealth is. And uh, now, there, here's a certain weird shit. Um, okay, so apparently being made into a cyborg eliminates your pheromones. <laughs> it's so, because he yeah. doesn't feel fear anymore. Well, yeah. and But you still emit them. Like, it's... It's like a zero. He, but, it, but not the. It's looking, but it doesn't pick up oh, anything. Yeah. It's just like there's nothing there, and I'm like, it's a dude. It's like a dude in armor. It's like they square off, like basically yeah. the fucking creature sees them. And Can does we also nothing. mention that this is right after you know we have a we have this brilliant plan to stick this guy into the cyborg suit of armor, and right, he can't even fucking do his job. He walks right past the uh the oh, yeah FMG or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it does. I forgot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After he, after he shouts, this area is secure! And then he just oh walks God. off, and it's right fucking there. This is the size of, like, a small house, guys. <laughs> it's, it's not... It's literally, like... Like an office with fucking uh, partitions up. What do you call those things? God damn it. I haven't worked in cubicle. an office in a really, really, really... Cubicles, cubicle. thank yeah. you. It's like basically like a cubicle to the ceiling, but uh, on a submarine. You know, that, that's like the vibe I'm getting from it. And then like, so so Dante shoots Yutani, which pissed me off, and then kidnaps Kale and then goes back to the lab for some fucking, you know. Yutani's not dead, by the way. He's a tank. He's not dead. He's fine. He's we amazing. Think he is at this point because I was like, oh, it's not looking good. But like, no, he just ignores it later. <laughs> and then and then Kale's having a dream uh, like at one point in the movie. And then it comes back in this moment where in all caps, I write, Wait, Kale's baby lost an arm in a garbage disposal? What the fuck? Huh? I think that's what happened. Because, like, there's all this shit that she's, like, telling the story and, like, crying into his shoulder and shit. Like, she's trying to kind of, you know, schmooze him, I guess. This wasn't in my cut. But she's, there's, there's this, she had this weird hallucinatory dream of this, like, weird red circular thing. And you don't really see what it is until, like, eventually later they let you look at it long enough. You see there's, like, a bunch of doll arms and stuff in it. And it was some sort of weird thing where, like, the reason why she's, like, fucked up. I don't understand what this has to goddamn do with anything. I'm glad I didn't see this scene. And she's telling this whole story about this. You don't see the baby or none of it. Like, it's just, it doesn't happen. I don't recall any of this. Yeah, oh, that yes, was an yeah. cut. Uh, and she's she's leaning on Dante, and she's telling him this story. And she's like breaking down and like crying and stuff, and she's like folding up into his arms. And the whole time she's doing this, the film is like cutting to He-Man action figures. Like, <laughs> like I can't even. Like she's telling this. It's like this dramatic, heavy moment, and she's like, blah, 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 and this thing happened. I, I wow, I can't believe I have this scene. Like, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. yeah, for me it was just. Uh, yeah, it, um, Kale's just like trying. To, she's talking about like interfacing uh, with him, so she's like schmoozing the uh, um, Dante. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, that's a part of why. Yeah, that's what I saw. Is but she's then, trying to manipulate him? Yeah, um, but then she gets close enough, and she uses the knife that she got from uh, Yutani oh, to stab him in the hand. And the him. best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh the best because like Dante's attempted to kind of like I don't know rape her like he's yeah he's very mm-hmm. handsy but he's not like I don't know it's it's clear that that's what he's doing yeah. but it doesn't look 
good. Like it doesn't, yeah. it's, I don't believe it. I don't think that in his heart of hearts, Brad Dourif was into that scene. Yeah. It felt like he was holding back a lot, you know, and it, it like, was really, I don't know. Thank well, God. Yes. Yeah. I don't, it could have been so much worse. It's, it wasn't. it's, it's very strange with his character because he's portrayed yeah. as very childish and like the way that that scene opens, you know, he wings Yutani in the shoulder and he's like, yeah. I want to talk to you. And just like, the whiniest teenager voice possible. Oh yeah, and yeah. yeah. Um, well, the, the good news is, yeah. Then she proceeds to literally kick the fucking shit out of him. Yeah. Like she, yeah. She just she steals the knife and she she does. She staples his fucking hand to a countertop, and it's he doesn't even scream. He's just like <laughs> he's like, hey, you know, like he's, <laughs> he's like shocked at this. Like, oh, why? Oh, you know, like he has this kind of thing about him, and then. I might notice that's a real interesting way to remove your hand from a knife. And notice how I, I said that, because normally if your knife, like you could just grab it and pull it out, you know, you could, but that's not what he does. He slides it along the blade. So it splits the rest of his fucking hand open. <laughs> I guess I missed that part too. I, I wasn't even cut. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. these are the, the I must have seen like the the I think you got, cut or whatever, you, and it wasn't got, even that gory. That's the fucked up part. Like it <laughs> really wasn't even that gory. I'm looking at him like I literally have like yeah. I like how you watch this on in. YouTube, yet we have the DVDs and you yeah. got the well, uncut. We'll, we'll have to like sync up a little bit I, on these movies. Though. That's funny. I think I got yeah. that from a different place. I got. I got it from Amazon. You guys, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't. I so, don't pay for it, so I'm hoping. Fair enough. Up you don't have it. to justify it. Man. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's, we know mm-hmm. we're we're in the dystopian fucking. Uh, it's hard. It's it's hard. We you know we're, what we got to do is we got to get a uh, truck, okay, with a big fucking industrial drill in it. Yeah. And when they set up at headquarters <laughs> down there in, in in Virginia, okay, yeah. and we just roll up and we park right out front, okay. We smoke a bunch of crazy joints and we just drill right down into their interwebs. <laughs> so and then what, point outs? What what do we do from there? What's what's the well, point? Well, we just gotta make sure that we don't schedule it on a day where there's a murder bot mur- you know, killing the fucking uh like Bezos or whatever. Like I don't know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, we do that, it'll it's all we'll smooth that sailing. Yeah, and I'll be like, wait, we don't even need to be here? All right, well fuck, let's go get some food. Like, <laughs> and this is the moment uh, in the movie where my note is um I'm pretty sure the robot they got was not the robot they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, fucking see this thing, man, and oh, it's man. bad. Like, here's what I now. This is pure speculation on my part. This guy worked on Alien or Aliens, rather. Okay, mm-hmm. the the one that came out in what eighty six, eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven, and it was amazing, especially when you consider like Ripley walking in the the fucking you know uh, forklift. Yeah. And then you think of the animatronics of the queen in the final scenes of aliens. Like it's fucking impressive for being, it's, it's really realistic, practical effects, you know, and it scared the living shit out of me when I was a kid. I think this was when you take the skin off of the queen alien, these were the (laughs) animatronics and then they just bolted a spinny head Instead of a head that has a mouth inside a mouth. Like, I, I really, I feel like this is the core robot. 
that they used because it's covered in hydraulics, which they were able to obscure and hide under the skin and stuff like that. Hydraulics, hydraulic tubes all over this thing. And um, I'm just pointing that out because <laughs> you see so many times in this movie, people just unloading giant barrel clips that last at least. Oh, no, no, here. Just yeah. It's a scene. It's, just, it's incredible. Dumping so, like, molten that, hot lead on this thing. It's like, and it like just happened to, you know, clip. Yeah, yeah, well, basically. Right here in the scene, right here in the scene, Raimi in his fucking, like, mecha suit, he straight up shoots a guided missile that yeah. tracks down and hits the war beast, opens a door, kind of shorts out, snaps back to it, and then, like, leads them to a possible exit before he gives them his guns and squats down for what looks like a cyber shit. Like... <laughs> Raimi does a ton of shit in a row real quick. He's like, you gotta come with me! Because he's just like, max volume now, you know? Like, you had max headroom, now you got max volume. Um, And there's just... he It shoots a fucking missile at him to, like, kill the thing, right? It's like a badass missile. It could turn corners, it's like the bullets and, like, run away and shit, you know? Like, it just, it could track them down, and it does nothing. And the, the cables that I keep mentioning are rubber, they're not covered yeah. and they're not covered with anything. They're not behind panels that could possibly, you know, stop a fucking frag. And this missile, I'm, I'm led to believe, could just destroy a room, but not put a dent on this indestructible well, rubber hose monster with rubber hoses on it. It <laughs> just propelling backwards like a good. Yeah, it just this, punches them. What? Like three ton beast, like. It's flying back like a, a good, like across the entire building. Yeah. This giant skyscraper. It launches this fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. It sends so, him through uh, like well, a few right. rooms. It should not. Like a few walls. Like it should be yeah. Gone. Yeah. No, it, it's not built in such a way where it could just eat this missile. And then they, after he takes a cyber shit, he's, he's, he's trying to get through these locks. And because he's like, you know, like RoboCop Judge Dredd. He, he basically uses his fingers to rip apart these locks that are, like, through there because they lead outside into, like, a service lift or something. He, oh, but but then this awesome thing happens. There's okay. the, the, the cables are twitching. Yeah, yeah, the tension yeah. cables. Uh-huh. The tension cables are twitching, and I'm like, and my note is, like, twitching cables is the new ripples in water due to incoming T-Rex. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but you see that happening, and you're just like, oh, that, that missile didn't do shit. You know, like, you're pretty good, buddy. And hey, I'm willing to bet it's on the other side of the door that a uh, fucking like Raimi's opening, right? 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 Guess what? Totally. Surprise! It just straight up chucks him the fuck out of the way too. It's oh, just yeah. like deck, boom, slide. Yeah. No, I mean this. This was an amazing scene, I think, because yes, the movie. And this is my favorite movie. Tries to like pinpoint where this, you know, this the uh, fucking what it what is called the FMD is and. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he turns back and then he looks at the door for like a good like a solid five seconds and oh, then yeah. the door just mm-hmm. comes out and smacks him in the face you can see his oh, yeah. face like squish it's he, this is another one of the moments where you're like he took that hit yeah. like, <laughs> that stuntman is uh, recovering um, <laughs> in, a, in a unit um, so yeah robot didn't die it chucks the cyborg the fuck out of the way and then I love this moment yep. because, mm-hmm. you know, 
there was a big thing back in the day where like people, especially in the nineties really started to count bullets. Like when somebody would have a revolver, they would count bullets. When you see a Western that became a thing, like people would talk about that shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kale and Yutani just have bullet hoses. Yeah. No, they look like weapons from judge dread because they're boxy and they look like, yeah, like 2000 AD Warhammer 40 K kind of shit. And one yellow and black passion stripes on one of them. Yeah, huge, really industrial look. Yeah, they kind of make that sound kind of like in Aliens. Yeah, you know what I mean, like that. That not quite like the the rails. Not quite. This entire scene is lit like the final confrontation in Alien. Mm -hmm. Like it's with the fucking lights and everything, and the strobes, the blue. Like literally, the moment they get to this point, it's because there was that elevator, right? Didn't they? No, no, that's their. They're working their way to. They're trying to get to it. Anyway, there's a lot of there's a couple fucking elevators in this movie. Um, Yutani's even standing because this is like a two arm thing with a strap he's holding, and the gun. He's even standing as if it was the smart gun in Alien, like with his his knee extended and he's like braced. It's like the Wish.com smart gun for me. That's a hundred percent what it is. Yeah. So Uh, so they're just. Yeah, they, oh God, I love the scene. They're just hosing it, it with bullets. Like I love they, it. I mean, it just and it, it it doesn't. It's not short either. This is like no, it's long. This, this is, is a long scene. At least a full like 10, 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just endless, endless bullets. They never reload. They're just pulling. They're squeezing the trigger and they're having a blast and they're just letting this gun go off. Like the barrel clip on these things must be insane. Yeah, or it's just making up bullets from nothing. Like yeah. that's all I can think of. Yeah. It's just the clip was yeah. like. It does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. It does nothing to the robot. It does nothing to its rubber hoses all over it. <laughs> well, hold on. No, to, to be fair, it, it, we do get some first person um, scenes with, the, with uh, of the robot. It, and it does like say doing damage. Yeah, it does say damage, damage. And right. we never see any damage. It never slows down. It never stops. Nope. And then so Randy just starts duking it the fuck out with him. And my favorite moment in the movie. It's just... <laughs> This this whole bit is just like aliens inspired, um, even down to like the types of punches he's throwing to a certain degree. Like it just kind of reminds it's like a roundhouse, and it's just like, yeah, hey, that's the Gordy Weaver and aliens. She did that, and I'm like this whole time I'm like, just cut the fucking robots' hoses. Just I mean, I, I have snapped at this point. Like I am yelling at the television. I'm like, Ramy, just grab a handful of them, yank it, man. Like fucking. But half of that shit ain't moving no more. That's how hydraulics work, bro. Like you could do this. Uh, but then and then and my next note is Yutani's gun though. Because he's yep. just fucking still hosing it down. Like this gun never stops. It's great. And so they, they manage they're kind of escaping here. And um doesn't then, like, like doesn't somebody hand Yutani that gun in an earlier scene and then he just like, Yeah, he gives him his, away like, his other yeah. yeah. He gives him his uh he gives him his like bionic soldier gun, and I guess that's right. supposed to explain why he never runs out of ammo. But right, she also but you has. Would think it would work better if it was attached to the armor. I don't understand. I don't know. I'm thinking about this too much. I'm thinking about yeah. this too much. Yeah, God yeah. damn it! Don't use your brain for any of this. Uh, but then Yutani does. Uh, uh, I, I hope, sure. I'll take this because this is my. I sure hope this isn't an accident. I hope yeah, this yeah. is actually. I'll, I'll I'll take this because I was upset what happens, and I was also deeply deeply amused. You, this is Yutani's golden moment. Is he mm-hmm. is the the other two are trying are getting out, and I don't know why he stays behind. Maybe to buy them a little bit more time, but he hoses mm-hmm. this thing down with mm-hmm. this gun. Yeah. He leans into oh, yeah. it, and and I assume he ran out of ammo 
But then he did what I've done at work when I used to be a maintenance guy. He turned around too quick and bashed his head against something in the bulkhead of yeah. the door and just yeah. goes the fuck down. Yeah. And I hope that wasn't I hope that wasn't scripted. I hope he actually turned around too quick because he was supposed to run through the thing. But instead, he's like, nope, boop, hits his head right on it, goes down, is like, oh, well, good, delirious. And then the, the thing just like looms or the monster moves over him with his like weird, weird flippy claws. And we, assume, and we assume he dies. We never see it. And well, then I was deeply well, upset. In my, in my cut, um, like <clears throat> it does like a spooky thing like you where, see where you see yeah. like the blades going across him and like the sounds of the blades mm. um mm-hmm. but and, it didn't like, really show much yeah you you never get like a shot back at like what he looks like or what's yeah. left of him or nothing you know like mercifully and, and my, my, my for that was yeah then he knocks himself out and gets killed by the robot because he's a dork a weeaboo dork yep <laughs> i thought it was interesting i thought maybe he died in like maybe a more deep poetical reason he died yeah. is because he got too into the weaponry, and he went. <laughs> he against, got punked. He, he you know yeah, what? he went against, he went against his pacifism, and he and for and for the context of the film, he had to die because he went against the humanitarian thing because he looked like he was really into these guns. But he was shooting a robot. That's very true. So that's bring, probably why he, he was like so much charge. So yeah, it's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He anyway. might have been held down for that tattoo too, man. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my favorite character died. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, uh, yeah, that wraps it up. That's the end of the movie because there's nothing interesting that happens after this. No, I'm kidding. No, it's uh, the, we, one of the best we, scenes in the damn movie. No, we got to cut back a bit because we forgot something. At one point, Raimi oh. calls the cops. Oh, God. <laughs> How did we get yes. them up there? I can't believe this we forgot about this. This movie hates cops so oh my much. God. <laughs> it's great. It's it's great. Beautiful. Beautiful disdain in the least amount of time you could possibly imagine so he's he's calling this cop and this cop is like literally feet up on a desk like security guard cop for this company or near this company or something like that and he's taking this 911 call and he's like eating a fucking donut and playing with a gun playing, playing with a gun with arm, just waving it around like burr, burr, burr. Yeah. yeah he's got i mean his feet up he's just like a fucking ass and he's just like man eh, i'm not gonna take this call go fuck yourself prank kids whatever man hangs up he's in the this building is- he wouldn't yeah. have gotten this call. He's literally inside the building. He wouldn't have been able to get a security guard in the building too. Like yeah, there's he's making no a call while in the building and he's like, nah, it's a prank call. Motherfucker, you wouldn't have gotten this call if it wasn't right. from in the building. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's literally from this office. Like it's don't look at your switchboard, asshole. And he just said he didn't feel like it, man. He had a donut. So like you don't get <laughs> So it, this this matters because like that was like a half hour ago or something like that. And that was before everyone, they get into the elevator and everything. Yeah, yeah. but like, hold on. I, the way this cop, I want to like describe this dude because he isn't like the fat like burger cop. They're not doing that in this film. He is no. a big white, handsome white dude, but yeah. he's a dick yeah. and he's a cop. Like they were yeah, going like, for like. Yeah, he's not lazy. He's not like the stereotypical like lazy security guard. It's like no, he's a. You've seen this man as an actual cop before. Yeah, yeah, you've seen this guy. Yeah. So they're outside the building. That's like that was the whole point of this whole thing, though. Was like <laughs> we, we got to mention the cop because it comes up in a, a minute. But like, oh, so they they get to this like elevator outside, and this is as like aliens as it has ever looked because mm-hmm. it's like raining outside, and there's this like really tall Blade Runner building, which is also like an aliens Blade Runner kind of mashup, and they have this this escape. They don't call it an elevator, but it's a fucking elevator, and they get in this thing, and it starts going down. And they're having some like 
problems with it. And so Kale shoots the fucking cables. I think it's because the robot's with them or something like yeah, that. It's yeah, kinda, it's like mm-hmm. perched on top of the it's, it's, elevator or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So they, they just like, yeah, fuck it. We're going down. And she just shoots the cables and it plummets. And then... Uh, <laughs> There's no like in between with this film when it comes to like elevators. Either you have a button no. that says "fuck you," we're going up. There's a button that goes up, and then there's the guns that make it go down. And there's no like who. <laughs> I don't see Otis going in there for maintenance very often. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, whoever, so this, uh, whoever designed this building is fucked up. I mean, th- this little bit, like, okay, so what they, shit happens. They get to the bottom. Kale puts Raimi's like fucking personality back in his head because he's like he keeps snapping every so often because he's like losing like, his shit he keeps glitching yeah, he's losing his shit so. right and uh so all i could think of in this moment was <laughs> that this had to have been almost like shot on the alien soundstage like it's it's so similar in lighting and scale and stuff like that it's almost like they just had some props left over and he just went and repurposed them and like kind of built on top of them or something like that which mm-hmm. i mean no shame like fucking use that shit it's cool as but, shit i mean yeah this whole last bit from like the cables twitching to like the, the very end of this movie is straight up like tip of the hat to that time. Um, and now they're at the bottom and they're just <laughs> wounded and they're trying to get away. And this fucking cop shows up who the guy that fails to respond, he shows up, he fucking shoots kale in the leg. Like, cause he, he like pulls a gun on Kale and Raimi and then he like shoots fucking Kale in the leg. Cause they're like, no, we needed you. Like there's this fucking robot. And the guy's like, I don't believe it. And he shoots her in the fucking leg, yeah. like an asshole. And then the, the, the fucking robot jumps off the building and lands on it. <laughs> hold, um, hold on. He looks up because he hears something. He's like, what is that? And then he's like, Holy donuts, and it crushes. <laughs> yes. Lost yes. my. That's when I really. Like, if I wasn't in love with this movie before, that's when I'm like, okay, this gets a pass for me it, because, like, <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, this is like, and this is like, okay, his lips moved in a weird way when I saw mm-hmm. it, so I wasn't sure if he was supposed to go like, oh fuck, and that got censored because holy yeah. donuts. And this was like maybe the creator's way of saying, all right, you know what, fuck you, if we're gonna censor me. But like his lips moved in a really weird way. But it's like holy donuts and just dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it's like uh, they just dropped the vault on him or a piano. Like it was just, mm-hmm. it was yeah, very okay. Looney Tunes. It was very, very Looney Tunes. <laughs> and I, I actually audibly laughed at that moment. I was just like, ha! Yeah. I wish this. I wish there was more of a relationship with this cop, like over the course of the movie. You know what I mean? Like he still he doesn't believe anything's going on, and there's this madness. They could have had a really good subplot with this guy. <laughs> That they just left on the floor. Like, uh, it makes me sad. So, like, it looks like Kale's kind of doomed, you know, because, like, oh, look, there he is. There's there's Dante. And I can't remember why, but he has this line where he, and I, I loved it, and I, did, I didn't even rewind it because I was almost, I was done. I was like, I think I've had enough. He says to her, you're making me kill you for a stupid reason, which is some of the most, like, gaslighty, but what yeah because she wants to like destroy she wants to basically shut everything down and they managed to like i don't know how they like either dante or like somebody seduces somebody into going here but like i think it's it's a it's a bulkhead door again and it's a lot and but this is where like all the shit is like if they Mm -hmm. fuck this up that's the vault right that's that's the the vault it's like that's where they keep all their sensitive data this is the thing and they go into it and like she's explaining to him like she is totally anti-corporate at this point. Like she wants to mm-hmm. like end this fucking corporation and whatever. And that's what he's like. He's just losing his shit because, again, he likes it here. And right. he's like, I, that's where he's like, you know, I'm 
I'm gonna have to kill you. Like I, I'm killing you for such a stupid reason. Like he just can't because he doesn't want to kill her. That's it's the like weird you're part. taking my fucking toys away, man. I wanted you to be my girlfriend so I can make yeah. more murder bots. Like he doesn't want to kill her. Like that's the thing. He, like he, 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 he doesn't seem like he does. He really no, doesn't. He, he really doesn't want to. He will, but that's what he's what's his psychopathy is. Like he's upset that he has to kill her for something that he perceives as a really dumb. Yeah, he, it's like there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to kill her. Mm-hmm. It's just that he wishes it were for something more epic. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. he, he he wants everything yeah. to be at 11 the whole time. And so uh, she tricks him in like the best ending to this movie it ever could have had. Yep. It's one of the most thorough killings of a villain. Yeah. I think almost ever put to film because it was like a thing, but then also another thing on top of that, <laughs> you know? He he kind of gets like locked in the this vault with his robot. Well, hold on. Let's like, let's go back. Like, a how bit. did this? Because how did what this... happened was an ex- like a detonation happens, and mm. Remy gets knocked out, right, and right, right, right. is unconscious, and that's why Dante is able to just saunter up to her with his fucking robot. Right, is like something detonates. I forget how, but it was Dante who did it, and this is what disables him but right right she managed like i i forget if it was her if she like seduces him back into the room because he's yeah. like he's really he's really upset that he's gonna have to kill her but then she like manages to seduce him into the vault and the death machine comes in with him and she just peeks in she gets the she gets something off of him or more, like she gets the controller off him somehow because she ducks well yeah. and she moves him around because raimi's mm-hmm. behind uh dante so that's right. Yeah. She spins him around, grabs the uh, uh, remote from before it falls and, you know, the death machine six. Um, and uh, and Raimi clocks uh, uh, Dante. So. <laughs> yeah, that was such he, a good this, moment. This <laughs> fucking three, 450 pound fucking uh, cyborg sneaks up on him in a full sprint in a full fucking he's trucking when he comes up and he just decks his ass and one of the best punches in the movie. It's the second best punch in the movie. The first one being when uh, Kale gets punched walking with the cops at the <laughs> beginning. Mm-hmm. That was just like, well, Jesus, fuck. Wow, what a punch. But this one was like straight up RoboCop is like sprinting towards you and then just putting yeah. a boxcar fist in your face. You'd think that'd be the end of it. No, no, no. He's, he's hurt and for some reason this controller has a dead man switch which I love so much. Mm-hmm. And she has the control, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Yeah, no, we're you're done, and I'm like, we're not fucking doing this anymore. This has to fucking end." And he's like, "No, no," because he's in there with the death machine. And he's terrified to move. Yeah, and he also has explosives. Yeah how how does he wait? How does he, oh uh, yeah, remember? Because like that, this is the the combo kill here. Yeah. This is what's so great about yeah. it. Oh yeah, so, he she, fucking this idiot. He freaks out so badly. He tw- he twists the activation on the explosives of his own explosives. Right. And, and then I, they close part, the vault and she hits the button. So it's like, there's the bomb, but also the robot killing him. Yeah. And, and just this amazing moment of overkill. And yeah. the vault just like closes <laughs> to contain yeah. it all. Yeah. Like super fucked, not just fucked, but super fucked. Like, it's just like a, we hate this bad guy so much. We hit him with a robot and bombs, you know, like, like what? All right, sure. Fine. Did and then roll credits. Yeah. Yeah. Roll credits. <laughs> Movie's over. That's it. (laughs) No, like, wind up. No, like, like, hey, let's see where they are now. What's, you you know, like, fucking Raimi doing? Is he, like, you know, got a job and, like, kids? No. They just, boom, roll credits. That's it. (laughs) And I I felt, like, relief 
Um, <laughs> that movie was exhausting in a way I wasn't prepared for. Oh God, yeah, that's a good that's a good word for it. You know, I guess if you do, if you go into this thinking it's going to be a comedy and not one of these like you know more yeah, I, serious than thou, because it 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 doesn't set it up comedy until too late. Yeah, mm-hmm. like as I'm watching it, and I'm like, "Well, that was a funny scene, and that was like a cool moment and stuff like that." I thought they were going to be like they were going to play it straight, but then have these like little moments throughout. But some of the stuff is just straight up clowning. Yeah, like when you meet oh, the Three Stooges there, man, they're fucking okay. You know, the second you see Utani, you're like, "Okay, what what the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, you know, and I thought they were bubble characters who were going to act differently than like everyone else in the film. But by the time they all get together and they're escaping this thing in these offices, I'm just like, why do we, whatever. <laughs> let's, use, let's use some debt cable to fucking set off the fire escape and, you know, like, or the fire alarms. I, I just, oh man, wow. It's wow. It's uh, I, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly the reason why I couldn't get through it the first time. And yeah. I was watching it. They introduced the punks and then it kept going more. And I'm like, what's going on, guys? And I just didn't have the strength. And then, like, it's, there's a few movies I've seen that are like totally awkward, like like Ravenous, for yeah. example, starts out kind of serious and then it gets real fucking silly and goofy and dark and shit. Like, but it flowed into that, you know, like it it did the turn. It made the turn. This was like static, like you'd have these serious scene then a funny scene and then like Duraf hammered it up and then like fucking corporate bullshit. And then it's tone like, was all over the place. Yeah. It was all over the place. Yeah, like really it, it never it never built. It never built to an average. Mm-hmm. Um. And it just had a bunch of fun ideas in it, though. Like, I don't know. Like, well, overall, I liked it, but not the <sighs> strongest recommendation. This is not this isn't anywhere. This is like, OK, if I had to rank the three we've done so far, it's going virtuosity, hologram man, this. Yep. You know, and that's that's just I don't know how I put hologram man at the front at the first. But that's my opinion. Yeah, because uh, I mean, it, and it's a close second for mm-hmm. me too like uh, oh, evan lurie's so fun in that fucking movie here's a, here's a question guys what do you think the budget of this film is like compared to hologram man that's a good question what, a do good question. Th- what do you think what do you think that was like it, i'd I give say, it maybe three mil three to fifteen six point five million okay okay Yep. And all of I, I would say four point eight million of that was spent on the uh, hydraulic powered <laughs> Yeah, like, 100%, like, I don't know. I heard somewhere, and listeners, like maybe you could find out if this is true or not. I feel that machine appeared in like a Rammenstein video or something. It looks it me. It looks familiar to me, and I don't. Know I wouldn't why. be surprised to find out that it's the skeleton of the Queen Alien, like at the same time, or like parts of it are. Yeah, like I, I it, feel I've seen it before in something like equally hilarious, mm. and I, it, it would it would have to be a Rammenstein video. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh god. Wow. I'm so I'm beat. Yeah, that was it's exhausting. It's an exhausting fucking film. Uh go this, watch this review uh was as long as the movie. So uh <laughs> I'm so sweaty. Thank you. I'm listening yeah. to it. Oh yeah. I'm dying. I'm like swimming in my own sweat right now. That's what this film is like <laughs> done to me. It's I'm you know what? Yeah, no. I think you guys went into it with uh, too high of expectations. And I th- oh no, I didn't. I went in with a completely like no expectation. I did. I, yeah, I went in. That was with, my problem. I went in. See, the thing is, I watched this after uh, after Scum told me about it and said that it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. went in. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, and I think by the time it got to you, Coin Ops, uh, I think maybe I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I got to be honest. Like, I went into it with, like, a completely open mind because I had so much fun with, like, Hologram. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, oh, I can, you know, I can. But my criticisms of this are more just kind of in the flow of it. It yeah. didn't. It was very right. stop start, very jerky. Some really yeah. great moments in it that are, like, very funny. Yeah. And then there's some, like, really bad moments in it. There's, and it's funny because my favorite character has like a lot of those. Like Yutani yeah. is like got some great moments, and then he's mm-hmm. got a couple of super fucking toe curlingly cringy moments. Where oh, yeah. like, That's what no man. Yeah. And hologram. Well, keep go. Oh, I was gonna say it. It is like really all over the place. Like the stuff with uh, uh, um, with Raimi too when uh, he mm-hmm. gets strapped into the suit. Um, mm-hmm. you know, on one hand, he's this like the absolute worst person that you want to have at your side in a horror movie. Um, right. <laughs> but then right. there are also like these really chilling moments, like the, the, uh, the, the death machine, the war beast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, mm. That thing didn't scare me at all. Like, nope. no, I mean, not, even not at all. I was, was, there was never a moment in it where I was like, sometimes because it was like reminiscent of like the, um, stop motion animation in robocop but yeah uh, but um there the things that really freaked me out were the was the um uh the hard man project like result yeah like that because that's just existentially terrifying Mm-hmm. Well, and then there's also like there's this room with all the fucking cryo people yeah. like the, in the little cryopods, but oh, they're yeah. not like they're just thrown in there. Like yeah. <laughs> it's just like they really don't need one of these coffins is like leaning up against the fucking wall and like yeah, like, there's no order to this room. Threw them in there. <laughs> it's like someone's basement. Like it just I collect coffins, man. With yeah. you know, have you guys people in it. have you guys seen Shoot 'Em Up? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I feel like this was kind oh, yeah, of yeah, like yeah, Shoot 'Em Up. Okay. I feel like this because shoot 'em up is very much in a similar style. This isn't really a movie, I don't think, for people who aren't familiar with the cyberpunk genre, um, because yeah, because there are a lot of like established tropes in this movie that you kind of have to be familiar with uh, in order to jive with it, I guess. Um, mm. Like I think, it- I think if you weren't a like a. a dark sci-fi fan you wouldn't really get into this movie very much but i don't know well, like, that, i mean when i was when this came out when this was on like vhs i really did want to rent it you know what i mean like it was yeah. one of those things where i'm like yeah this i mean this is my fucking wheelhouse and it was just it here's the thing though like shoot 'em up is clearly a looney tunes movie out of, off the jump yeah like mm-hmm. off the jump you yeah. know what it's doing like out of the gate so That's... you can make that deal and stop thinking about it yeah. this had me being like okay are we gonna be serious now that's what actually right. turned me off to this film is well, like, a, is is the tonal shift because right. the hologram man was stupid from the start. Right. Yeah. What I want to say absurd. about I loved it. What I want to say about like uh, shoot him up is that like for me, he kills it, a guy with a carrot, man. Oh yeah, I mean like <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. It's amazing. But yeah, no, I mean for a lot of people, it just it didn't register as like as a like an action comedy a parody yeah. of uh of action movies um right right he said what's so, up doc i mean i don't know how much more very, viewers would need yeah yeah that's like that's a very good it should have just had like a fucking title card that was just like hey you can it's okay to laugh at this it's it's ridiculous you know like yeah. he killed it really <laughs> i mean 
he's eating a he's Bugs Bunny. What the fuck do you want? Like, uh, it's right there. Well, see, but that's that's the thing too is that might not register with some people, some viewers. Uh, like, I, I mean, think people got really offended with that film because like he fucking ventilates the president of the United States without even a second thought, and then just jumps out of a plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a bonkers ass film. But yeah, anyway, no, no. it's bonkers. Like, at some point, think about we other should. bonkers <laughs> action movies you've seen. Think about this uh, fucking movie. Like, I mean, I some, that's what I'm saying. Like, some of them really work. You know, like, uh, I guess when you get into the sillier Fast and the Furious movies, they kind of just become like superhero blockbuster films. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I never got that far. Not talking shit about them either. Yeah. You know, like it's just hey, people dig that stuff. Like, or you get like Die Hard as Die Hard Three. Yeah. Or actually, yeah. no, well, actually, past Die Hard yeah. two or Die Hard one, but we get like Die Hard three. Die Hard three get... had some really great moments in it. Two is dumb, but it's like fun dumb because you have like bad guy naked karate in hotel room at the beginning of the movie, and then it's just off the fucking rails after that. You know, you get the the one guy he's always playing a cop named Rizzo in every cop show ever, and like, uh, yeah. but like this, this didn't to its credit, didn't really remind me of anything. Um, well, even his other work, you know what I mean? Like it, it was definitely, it's, it's definitely its own movie. Yeah. The only thing it reminded me of was a super soldier program, which made me want to watch universal soldier. Yeah. That was the only thing. Everything else was like, obviously like on the nose, a home, a homage to the alien films. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, alien, alien uh, Terminator, uh, evil, dead. Terminator, evil dead, yeah, mm-hmm. evil dead. Like, like there's a lot of it going on there. Um, um, 80s heavy metal John videos Carpenter, with sparks. Yeah. All the <laughs> names. All the fucking names. Yeah, Wayland, Utani, weird <laughs> punk exploitation from like the 80s. You guys remember those films? Like like films about punks, but they weren't punks. I like, don't at all. remember that. I mean, you mean like live, but oh, but you know, they ex- all media is current at this point. <laughs> that, like they exist. It was like weird. I don't know. <laughs> Surf Nazis like, must die. Like the yeah, warriors. Is that is that what you're talking about? Or you know, we can talk about the that. warriors for fucking hours because yeah, I we, love that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um more than I thought I would when I watched it the first time. Man, Walter Hill, he brought some fucking heat. Yeah. Well anyway, so yeah, hey. I guess uh Yeah, well, I guess the most redeeming aspect I think of this movie is that it it doesn't necessarily stick the landing, but I think somewhere in the process, somebody realized, like, this movie kind of knows what it is. Uh, yeah. It it doesn't have a fully fleshed out identity, but it, I don't know, it's, it's like one of the only cyberpunk dark comedies out there. Um, and, yeah. and just like... I wish they I had knew, just leaned into the comedy. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I think that they were trying to go for, yeah. I mean, comedy is tricky, man. Like you can't, especially you can have especially a funny scene do, in a serious film. Well, yeah, you and know what I mean. You can have serious scenes in a funny film too. I think. Right. But yeah. uh, like, there were some scenes with uh, with um, Dante that were like fucking chilling, just because this guy's like, I don't know, he's associate like a complete psychopath. Uh, I think that was part of it too. Like he, oh, it really does like, make this film. Honestly, yeah, he, he really he ties it he, together. He really does. He's he's acting the shit out of this his role. I mean, he he's definitely working as hard as you can possibly work. Yeah. Um, 
But that's the thing. So is the guy playing Yutani, and one of them is good at it. <laughs> You're not you know what I mean? You know what? I thought that the acting was serviceable because, I mean, I think everybody well, some, some works it is bad, but it's endearingly bad. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not... It's not kind of bad acting. Yeah, it's like, more it's, room, you know, than Ishtar. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, it just like, works out like uh, that. Yutani, well, not Yutani, uh, the, the corporate execs. I mean, they're clearly bad actors, but I don't know. It was just funny to watch, like, these guys who are clearly just caricatures of, uh, of. Yeah. They're like, the, you, you know who this is. Suits, you, yeah. you know what kind of guy this is yeah, supposed to be. Yeah. This is my old, these are my old bosses, John Carpenter and uh, Ridley Scott. So. <laughs> well, ho-ho over there. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Well, hey, yeah. Uh, so this I was think, your fault, Shadow Link. Yeah, this was entirely I, your fault. You were like, yeah, this entire yeah. episode is your fault. Yeah. But you don't have you to justify what? it, man. Hey. I agree. Like, it, it hits it. like it hits. Yeah. 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 I, and I'm not going to apologize for that. So fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm not asking you to. It's great. It's fun. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like, I felt like this movie. It shot for the stars, and it wanted to be. I don't know. Maybe something. Well, it. it but well, it, you know what at, they say, man. At one point, they just knew that this wasn't going to be like the next fucking Aliens or something like that. Oh, we're just like for sure. They just I think this dude was trying to make a film for his reel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was you know, this, like for this a was first a, film. This is fine. It's I've pretty solid. Worse. I've seen worse. Far worse. John Carpenter himself did one of these called Dark Star. So like, and it has this like moment where a guy. Have you ever seen Dark Star? No, I haven't. Have. Oh shit. I mean, I don't know if we would ever cover it here because it's more of a space movie. It's about these dudes who go around blowing up planets for a company. <laughs> and it's got really bad special effects. And there's this amazing moment where the the bombs, the planet killing nukes are sentient. And one of them becomes self-aware. And the guy has to go out in a spacesuit and convince it to drop onto the planet and not detonate while attached to the ship. <laughs> and possibly one of the funniest scenes oh. in science fiction. Wow. Uh and, you know, that movie's a bit lumpy, too, but it generally, it really works. You have these fucking dirty, bearded dudes who have been floating around space for all this fucking time, just trying to blow up shit, you know, and it's goofy, and it's funny. And it, it was his first fucking big movie, you know? You watch it, and then you see something like, you know, In the Mouth of Madness, a lot of time has passed, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of technique and skill and ability and framing and everything else. But it still had it, and also the alien that gets on board their ship is a beach ball with, like, fuzzy duck feet, so fucking <laughs> buckle up and that's blatantly terrifying. If you have not seen this movie, I absolutely recommend it. Um, 100%. If you want like a sci-fi comedy that like pe people who know, know. That's just all I'm saying about this movie. People who know, know. But uh, yeah, well, hey, that's it for this week. We are going to uh, get into some news and, and uh, jibber jabbing back on the horse next week. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. And, are we going uh, to cover NFTs? Yes. Yeah, yes. That's not what uh, we really want to get into we're, we're definitely going to get into that giant uh fucking money laundering scheme oh, and, and, uh, and the douchebag who like stole like artwork or tried to sell his nfts from the guys of uh mm -hmm. master boot record who did uh, the mm -hmm. game first reverse uh yeah go fuck yourself i'm glad they got that they got that taken down oh good, good. so yeah nfts are just a giant scam but we'll get into it yeah, we'll get into it. We'll, we'll do a big breakdown. I got a guest uh, that is uh, going to help us out with that a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. Um, 
we're, we're, we're yeah, we, we got a couple of things to say about this new uh, trendy bullshit <laughs> scheme. So uh, thanks for listening again. All, as always, you know, hit us up. You yeah. know, we're on neondystopia.com and uh, neon dystopia on Twitter and low life at low life the on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I'm not changing it. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah, just find it. Hit us up. Ask us <laughs> questions. Do things. You know, whatever. This this thing is like a vestigial appendage. Uh, and I I just look at it every day and. I had a guy ask me if I would retweet something, and I'm like, no. <laughs> That's a problem there. You look at it every day. To, to quote Harlan Ellison, uh, you know, cross my palm with some silver and we'll talk. You know, like. <laughs> but no, that's it. So thanks for uh, coming on this journey with us. Look it up. This fucking movie, Death Machine, is on YouTube and uh, various other streaming platforms probably somewhere. And uh, Do it. Yeah. Do it. It's it's worth a look. It's definitely, man, it's worth it for Brad Dourif, if nothing else. The yeah. guy is just a fucking lunatic. You know, look him up. Watch the movie Wise Blood with him in it. It's, uh, that's how I, like, really got to know his name. <laughs> and that movie came out before I was born, I think. I don't know. Or I was, like, really young. Did- but I got into Wise Blood because of Ministry, because they had a remix of Jesus Built My Hot Rod and a bunch of dialogue from that movie is in the opening of that remix. He's going for the board with the red with the red string. Go, cut it. Cut the feed. <laughs> <laughs>